The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Cadillac. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal, to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the convention center, or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into a Victory Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios coming coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM and Greenville 104.1. In Washington, we are on 1250 at 930 we are on PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube as we are streaming live. And you can chime in to the show there and be a part of the show with any questions, comments, concerns, birthdays, anniversaries. Check out our YouTube page, Pirate Radio TV. We got a lot of great videos up there, including last night's post game comments from ecu head basketball coach joe dooley also mike houston his press conference from earlier this week and some pirate players uh, coming up tonight check it out we'll have the words of donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell as they get set for memphis coming up this saturday at noon we'll be with you 8 a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate taking you right up to that noon kickoff so an early morning edition of the show coming up on saturday looking forward to that uh we will talk some pirate football on today's program as former ecu tight end bryce williams will join us in the pirate radio studios at five o'clock bryce uh will talk football we'll talk about him cursing on the fifth quarter we'll talk about what he's been doing in the woods because he shared a picture with me looks like he got him a buck uh in the last week so he's gonna have a good uh story for Pirate Radio Outdoors coming up at 5 o'clock. Troy D will be alongside. Wager McGee joins us at 4 o'clock to talk college football and NFL. We'll visit with the voice Jeff Charles in about 20 minutes or so. But right now, we will kick off the show as we did last Wednesday with the head football coach of the J.H. Rose Rampants, Will Bland, former Pirate wide receiver, now the coach at J.H. Rose, joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Will, how you doing today, man? I mean, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I wanted to keep it rolling, Will. We got to stick with what works. So we talked to you at 3 o'clock last Wednesday. You got to win on Friday night. So I'm superstitious when it comes to sports. How about you? We got to keep the mojo going. I, I, I agree. We like, Around here, we try to keep some of the same things going, um, especially like eating at a certain time and yeah. who travel when we travel. So, yeah, we pretty superstitious here at Rose. Were you, uh, as a player at East Carolina, a wide receiver, did you have any game day superstitions? And uh, how about as a coach now, Will? Did, did you uh, Anything you have to do before every game? Um, depends. I know um, when we travel away, I normally drive my truck away, so that's one thing that I don't ride the bus away. And then home games, I normally set up a lot of stuff with, with the football field, try to do it myself. 
out there and then make sure I get a shower before we, the game starts. Yeah, got to do those same game day routines so you'll be ready to go come kickoff time. A win over Croatan last week, 45-24. to Will, uh, what went right for the Rampants last Friday night in your round one victory? Well, you know, it, well, it started off pretty um, not so right. We were down 24-17 and a half, um, but I thought that our coaches made some great um, halftime adjustment. We got the kids refocused, and then uh, we came out the second half and played rampant football, which I'm seeing, been accustomed to custom was seeing so i thought they did great at refocusing themselves and, and getting that win second half adjustments a key in last week's victory will you know uh, havelock obviously but newburn conley south central your conference opponents how easy how difficult is it to to get film to know about your your playoff opponents when it comes to croton and when it comes to terry sanford is there video out there for you available do you talk to other coaches in the area how do you kind of prepare for these teams you haven't seen all year well you know um ever since they came over huddle uh, huddle has been a great thing in north carolina oh, well, across the country because it allows the coaches to just sit, go ahead and send video through the internet so basically we just call the head coach up um we trade film with them and most time we trade like at least two films that the game we had in the game before and um we get don't feel film and if you know some of you, you know, coaching carries that you know a lot of people in there. You can get film for other games for different other coaches. So it's, it's pretty easy to get some film of these teams. Yeah, things have changed in that regard with technology. Will, how about your players? I, I've talked to current Pirate players that join us Mondays on the Players Lounge. Some of them live in the film room. Some of them kind of had to learn how to watch film because they didn't do it a lot in high school. So how prevalent is that for your players, Will, uh, getting them to learn how to watch film, learn how to see what the opponent's going to do? Uh, it's, it's it's pretty tough. Um, you know, um, our players want to watch film, but like you said, you got to teach them how to watch film. A lot of our players, they go up there and they they watch themselves, you know, or watch what other teams are doing. So you got to try to teach them how to watch film. Uh, we do a lot as a coaches. Um, I think this year we really haven't really stressed that part of it. I think we do it all as coaches, but, mm-hmm. you know, to get them ready for the next level, we got to somewhat somehow teach them hey this is how we watch film this is what you do this is how you break down this is how you become a better player so we got to do a better job at that as coaches here at Rose but um, I think our coaches staff do a good job of watching film and then preparing our players for that next opponent Will Bland joining us on the Fixed NC live line hoping for a big crowd Friday night it'll be J.H. Rose and Terry Sanford on the the talk of film uh, what have you seen from Terry Sanford Will what do they do Will well, they they do they run the ball and they run the ball pretty well. I think they throw the ball um, at least five times a game, but they're more uh, of a running team. They want to keep the ball, try to grind the clock out, um, try to try to make you more one dimensional. So we got to be able to to stop the run, which we didn't do well into the second half. So we got to make sure we come out early and be able to control the line of scrimmage, get them in a long situation, and then we just rely on the offense to put some points up. All right. Uh, how about your side, Will? What do you uh, want to clean up from last week? You mentioned a few things there, stopping the run. But how about your team? What What is practice? What's been the focus of practice this week for the Rampants? Well, you know, focus of practice has been um, basically uh, executing on offense, and I thought we did a great job. I don't think we. I think we scored every possession, but. Um, last one i think um just you know just make sure we clean up make sure we don't turn the ball over which we did a good job again last week we're not turning the ball over make plays be able to get an open space for the offense and then you know as always blocking on the line of scrimmage for our two running backs that we have 
And then defense, again, you know, hey, we got to stop the run. That's the main thing we have to do. We have to stop other teams from running the ball on us, um, get them to throw the ball. Cause I think we are pretty good in the um, back half of our team. Our secondary is pretty good. So we can get that going and, you know, uh, get some turnovers like we did last week, and then we'll come out victorious, and that's the goal, you know, winning in advance. Well, you love uh, playoff experience at this time, whether it's uh, coaching experience, but especially playing experience. And again, this is your second playoff run in the 2021 calendar year. So not only has your team been in the playoffs, they've been in the playoffs earlier this year. How, how much do you think that helps as you get into these these practice weeks, these survive in advance mode? How much does it help that, that you've been here before? Oh, it helps a lot. You know, our kids um, went into last year. You know, we got um, put out the first round. Um, it didn't go well for a lot of kids. You know, a lot of kids were disappointed. And I, and I think that helped us a little bit this week as we were down 24-17. And you can see the look in their eyes like, hey, this can't happen. We can't go get put out the first round. We mm-hmm. not some of that fire that they had in them. So, you know, um, it was a test. I think we battle-tested with this conference that we're in. Um, I think the kids um, are able to – be able to experience more since we had some tough games this year and then be able to adjust to that on the field at, during game time. So um, is we win, we want to advance. Some of these seniors have been here for four years. It's the first time they've been in the second round. So it's a exciting time for everybody, and I hope we can keep it rolling. That's awesome. Will Bland joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Coach, good luck on Friday night. Get a win, and we'll meet back here next Wednesday at 3. How about that? All right, sounds good. I look forward to it, as always. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, Will. There's Will Bland joining us today to kick off uh, a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Another week of the high school huddle coming up with Morgan Ayler, 6 o'clock right here on Friday. Unfortunately, no D.H. Conley football this Friday. Their season came to an end in a wild one uh, in Durham last week against Hillside. Wes Hines uh, told us that it was the longest game last Friday night as there were a lot of points back and forth and a lot of passing, so a lot of time stoppages, and that one went late into the night. In fact, Chandler, your game uh, that you called, Whiteville, you said had a running clock in the second half, right? So you were able to get out of there pretty quick last Friday night. Yeah, I mean, the game ended about 9.20. The game starts at 7.30, 730 so yeah. it was less than two hours. And uh, <clears throat> the rule is in high school, uh, if the defi- deficit is 42 in the second half, there is a continuous clock, and uh, Whiteville had a 42 to nothing lead going into halftime. So uh, it was basically 24 straight minutes of uh, football in the second half. So it got done quick. Who do the uh, Wolfpack have this week? They have the Tigers of James Keenan this week. Okay. And what happened in the uh, Brandon Simmons Chandler Honeycutt Bowl? Who well, won from your uh, high schools? Uh, Brandon Simmons' Hopton Wildcats beat my Lakewood Leopards. Ah. But the Leopards got the win in the regular season. And uh, they only just they just played a couple of weeks ago because we usually play Hopton. Uh, they're, they're considered a rival of ours, so they play toward the tail end of the season. And uh, I don't like when so, they do that in the playoffs. Yeah. and Match so, you up with a you know, We just rival played like them like two or three weeks ago and got the win at Hopton. Had to go back to Hopton, and this time the Wildcats win. So, All right. Uh, good stuff there. Chandler, we were in uh, Minji's Coliseum last night. Yes, we were. Not courtside. <laughs> not not even close. Nope. But it was still great seats. <laughs> it were fantastic seats. Thanks to Billy Weaver for the upgrade. Uh, originally, we were going to be in Section 213. Instead, we were in the uh, the purple seats, as they're called. So we had nice a nice comfy view of the 
actions going on on the court. We'll we might get into detail on that when uh, Jalen's here. Yeah, because he was kind of involved in it. We had our our very own Seinfeld episode last night where Chandler and I went from you know good seats in the uh, the Clip Rock Junior two thirteen section to screw that we're going to upgrade and go courtside to wait a minute there's no courtside seats to nearly being locked out of mingies and not having any tickets watching people go by <laughs> us saying enjoy the game was, not knowing if we would be able to enjoy the game ourselves it, it was, was uh, uh, it was hilarious quite a scene uh, i tell you what Shirley, we're gonna get to jeff charles here in a few moments but first uh, let's hear a little bit of joe dooley after last night's east carolina victory over south carolina state was not the most aesthetically pleasing victory if you were there i will say shout out to the students uh they have been filling up the boneyard quite well for football mm-hmm. and the lower bowl last night was nearly full it was filled and it was loud and uh and kudos to the uh the students and the folks at ecu for i guess marketing and letting people know that there is a game come on out and see the pirates play uh, it, it was one of the biggest you know season opening lower bowl crowds i might have ever seen in Minji. so that was a positive sign you just hope the team plays a little better next time and gives people something to get excited about and go out there and root for but man i'll just say personally it was awesome to watch live sports like that like i hadn't been to a football game this year um was at the the greenville regional of course which was amazing but um we talked a lot about the band yesterday and to hear uh, the live college pep band got me fired up. Troy D has a great uh, video of it that he put out on social media of the band playing, and uh, such a big part of the atmosphere of the just the the whole scene is that pep band. So that was fun. I uh, really enjoyed it. And uh, let's hear what Joe Dooley had to say after last night's victory. Opening game, I, I, I thought South Carolina State did some, you know, Tony had them turned up and did some really good things. Um, thought they played with good pace. Um, you know, I said to our guys, I, you know, I wasn't very impressed by what we did tonight. We, we didn't play like we're capable of, which was disappointing. I think some of that's attributed to South Carolina State's effort and some of the things. But we did some things I hadn't seen all preseason, which was a little uh, concerning and you know, maybe – uh, you know, we can, those are things we can correct. But those, I saw a lot of things I hadn't seen in the preseason. I hope I don't see them again. Well, when the live bullets start flying, uh, you, you see your team play differently. That happened to Joe Dooley last night uh, in the East Carolina victory. Uh, Johnny Gardner, we call him our basketball guy here on Pirate Radio Live. He says on Facebook Live, you never know how the first game is going to go for either team. Lots of upsets last night. That is true. He says, uh, I'll take the win and regroup for Friday night. And Johnny is not just a a faux basketball guy. He is a real basketball guy. Because last night, as I was waiting for Billy Weaver... He was one of the people that passed? (laughs) Because neither Chandler or myself had tickets after we did have tickets. So we were waiting for Billy Weaver to let us in. Uh, Johnny Gardner was one of the several people that walked by and introduced himself and i said hey you're a real basketball guy you're at the there's game. local politics bud yeah there's a lot of stuff involved so johnny good to see you last night 
and uh, good to see a pirate victory last night, no matter how ugly it was. I was thinking that I was going to have to go searching for some cardboard and uh, need two need need two tickets. I thought we were going to have to scalp tickets last night. It could be a total goat rodeo. <laughs> After uh, like 15 minutes earlier, bragging that we had courtside seat <laughs> we on a radio show. We went from way too many tickets, <laughs> so much so that we were like. Like burning our we regular gave, tickets. We gave our one ticket away to our intern. I gave him two. Made fun of him saying, hey, go play in the kids' lounge or whatever. Yeah. And he's in the game enjoying a hot dog and a beer while we're sitting outside hoping that we can get in. I had two more paper tickets. I was just using those for firewood or to wipe my butt with. Because who wants those seats, right? We went from that to nearly not having any. We yeah. thought we were courtside talking junk. There was never courtside seats. We I just missed, about I misunderstood to... a phone call from uh, Rooster Neck Billy Weaver, but then Weave got us in the nice uh, purple section. So we were we were good to go. Thanks, Weave. It was uh, quite a comical <laughs> turn of events, though. <laughs> it's just a lesson. Don't take things for granted. The grass isn't always greener, right? Just stick with what you got. That's that's the lesson we learned last that's night. That's right. That's the lesson. All right. Settle with what you got uh just settle folks don't shoot for the stars <laughs> just settle where you are in life uh joe dooley was asked was he pleased with the team's tempo last night i thought we you know we played well in transition at spurts a lot of it was i was more concerned about the way we guarded in transition we gave up seven layups in the first and that's some a drill we do every day it seemed like we were sort of caught a little bit off guard and um you know i don't know whether it's their speed or our lack of getting back and, and corralling the ball but you know, we gave up seven point seven layups in the first half, and at one point they were shooting fifty eight percent. Now we got it down to the low thirties or the mid thirties before the half. But um, saw some things that really uh, concerned me that we hadn't done all preseason. Joe Dooley was asked, "Does he expect it'll take a little time for his team to play well together? Got a lot of newcomers via transfer portal, uh, freshmen." And, of course, the returners as well. So mixing them all together, will that take time to get them to, to play as one? There's, there's an acclimation pro, uh, you know, process, but there's also some, you know, throw the ball to an open guy, you know, make an easy play. Uh, you, know, you know, if you, the guy next to you is a little bit more open, throw it to him. Uh, make, you know, when you shoot 32, 22, and 57, I mean, some of those are also constant. I mean, we, what, we missed five in a row from the free throw line at one point um, with guys that can shoot the ball. I think – it was a little bit of an adjustment. Um, I asked the guys before, and, and I, I asked, actually asked, the, asked our, we, we talked about as a staff, was it going to be different playing in front of a crowd? And our guys says it, said it was, but it, does it affect your play that much? It shouldn't, hopefully. Um, we're going to play in some pretty big crowds, so if that one affects us, you know, we better get, get used to it quickly. And Dooley's not going to use any of these things as excuses, and I'm not going to sit here and do it either because every, you look across the country, everybody has a new roster. It's very rare to see like a – I'll use St. Bonaventure as a team. They have a ton of starters coming back, which is why they're ranked in the top 20 going into the season. There are very few teams like that. Um, the team we played last night had a ton of new guys and a new coach, so – we're going to see that night in, night out. So the everybody's going through it. So, you know, that, that's not an excuse for East Carolina that they have new faces as to why they may, uh, may struggle. All right. Um, let's take a break. We will come back and we will 
Hear from the voice, Jeff Charles. We'll talk pirate hoops. We'll talk pirate football. Jeff Charles has been doing a lot of painting lately. A lot of a lot of strokes. Because the Pirates have been winning games. What is he, Sherwin Williams or somebody? Hey! Hey, look we at got, Sherwin Williams Hey, over here. we got Bob Ross over here. Yeah, look. Painting us a pretty little Some picture. Trees. Hey. Hey, Vincent Van Gogh. Didn't know you were here. Hey, where's your ear? Hey, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, prick. Freaking prick. <laughs> Charlie, you know any painters? Hey, we got Andy Warhol over here. Hey. The only one I'm ever familiar with is Bob Ross. Bob Ross over here. We got Standard Shirley over here. Sticking to the sticking to the basics. We got Basic B Shirley over oh, here. Oh, Basic B. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can tell you where to stick it, too. Uh, Jeff Charles joins us after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesdays. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Coming up tonight at Sports Trivia, one of my regulars, we do this from time to time, will be guest hosting. He came up with the questions. He's a school teacher. He's very meticulous and sometimes annoying. Uh, The questions are so intricate, but I've told him to ease up on that. So it'll be a fun game tonight, a challenging game at Sports Trivia. I will be participating. C&C Answer Factory will be back, Shirley. That is the name of our team. I thought oh, you'd appreciate that. I do appreciate that. And uh, Chandler is kind of a, he's a journeyman, kind of a uh, Fitzmagic type, where he will float from team to team if, well, it's if only I'm two teams. playing. Yeah. If I play, you you come, sometimes come with us. But you also have your regular team. 100%. But you're not fully a member of. You're kind of on like a 10-day NBA contract with those guys. Or am well, I wrong? Do you consider no, yourself a member of that team fully? Absolutely. Well, then you should play with them tonight and not me. But see, I don't get a chance to play with you a lot, man. And I really enjoy playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Eight o'clock tonight. Come on out. See if you can beat me. You probably can because I have not won in a long, long, long time. As we got some bigger sports nerds than me that attend, that are aces, so and asses, but mostly aces. So uh, come on out tonight, eight o'clock. We'll have a good time. We got tons of stuff on the tube. Our crappy Hornets will be playing. Is that eight or nine? Is that eight or nine o'clock? I'm going to say eight, but I don't know. Uh, we, need, we need a win on this uh, road trip. It's the last chance. We've got, yeah, we were talking last week. 
what is it five game west coast road trip and we were like we need to get you know two and three i'll two take th- yeah i'll take two and two three. and three would be great but let's go three and two and by the way it's eight o'clock they're about to go oh and five thank you shirley Rhodes, buccaneer music hall scoreboard dub buck we've got maction tonight college football college basketball nba hurricanes nice win last night over tampa bay we got nhl going on so uh we'll have everything wherever uh and we can get a game on that you want to see coming up tonight at aj mcmurphles all right let's head out to the fixed nc live line and talk to the voice jeff charles he joins us after paint one purple last night voice how you doing on this wednesday Cliff, I'm doing great. Of course, it's double duty time. The Pirates played basketball yesterday, and then on to Memphis coming up on Friday for the game on Saturday, then back home on Sunday for another basketball game against Western Carolina. So we knew this was going to be a very busy week, and it has started on a positive note with ECU coming up with that victory yesterday, 70-62 to over uh, South Carolina State. So maybe the Pirates can go for the trifecta this week clip and win a couple of basketball games and a football game that would make it a great week well for years jeff the paint was getting a little stale but uh, you might run out of paint uh, with all the pirate victories you've been calling lately two wins in a row on the football field and then not a uh, pretty one last night but a win is a win pirates start the season one and oh in hoops let's start there jeff and uh <laughs> joe dooley after the game i know in particular that the pirates weren't great uh, shooting free throws last night and Joe Dooley was asked by Stephen Igo, you know, did that surprise you 16 to 27 from the line? And Joe said, well, a lot of stuff surprised us tonight. He, he, he saw some things, Jeff, I guess he didn't see a lot of during practice uh, that he doesn't want to see again during a game. But I guess that's what happens when you, you see those live bullets for the first time. You know, guys react different when there's a crowd, when the lights are on. And uh, they just got to, you know, this is game one of a whole lot of games. So uh, Joe Dooley expects to see some improvement from his guys moving forward. Yeah, no doubt about that. Plus, there were a lot of new guys out there. Plus, there were some guys he's counting on did not play last night. So, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. But I think we were all a little bit disappointed. I know I was, Cliff. I thought the guys uh, would play a little bit better. Now, I did not expect a 35-point blowout because as we were looking at South Carolina State here the last couple of days, they brought in some talented transfers and I believe that uh, Coach Madlock's going to do a nice job down there, and I think he's going to be a really good head coach. So I thought the Pirates would, would play better and get the win, but I didn't expect them to blow South Carolina State out, and that's uh, certainly not what happened. I mean, that game was up for grabs with still a couple of minutes to go in the contest as uh, everybody who listened to the game or, or saw the game at Williams Arena Menji's Coliseum yesterday can attest to. So. Yeah, they've got a lot of work to do. The shooting was not good. The free throw shooting wasn't good. Uh, Three-point shooting was 22%. Uh, for the game, they shot just over 30%. So, yeah, they've got a lot of work to do. And, again, you've got so many new pieces. It's just going to take a while, I think, for them to mesh together. When this offense is, is doing a good job, I mean, they move the ball crisply, and that's what Joe really wants to see with guys uh, really, you know, in the half-court offense executing extremely well. And I don't think we saw that a whole lot last night. Again, I think it's because so many new parts are out there. I think they'll get better with that, and I think they'll come out and and play better, hopefully, against Canisius on uh, Friday. Canisius is a program that's got really good tradition, and I think they're picked in the top half of their league, and they've got a couple of really good players. Uh, so they're not going to be easy. There just aren't any easy games. As you well know, Clip, 
there just aren't any easy games out there. And uh, we saw that last night. We'll probably see it Friday. And I think we'll probably see it on Sunday when Western Carolina comes in. I've been doing my homework for that game as well. They brought in a lot of talented junior college guys and some other four-year transfers, and they beat Bowling Green at home last night in Cullowee. And they're a much-improved ball club under Justin Gray, the former Wake Forest outstanding oh, yeah. guard who was a guard. Remember, Justin yeah. Gray was with uh, Chris Paul at Wake Forest. Well, he's in his first year now as the head coach at Western. So you know that, uh, that with his name and with his contacts, he'll bring in good players. So, again, it's never easy, and he'll bring in a good ball club on Sunday too. Jeff, one of the bright spots last night, Brandon Johnson, and uh, again, I go back to the conversation we had with Antoine Jackson, assistant coach for the Pirates a couple weeks ago when I asked him, you know, who maybe is flying under the radar that we're not talking about right now, and he talked about Brandon Johnson and his hustle, his effort, diving on the floor for loose balls. If one thing did translate from practice to the real game, it was Brandon Johnson. We saw that on display last night. Finishes with 11 points, 13 rebounds, and uh, just he got his four fouls because he goes 100 miles an hour every single play. Uh, a major bright spot for this team, Jeff. You need a guy that's going to do the dirty work. And, man, if he can score you double figures uh, night in, night out, uh, you'll absolutely take that. But uh, he's a player. And just, uh, look, one thing we love is effort, right, Jeff, to to go out and see a guy going 100%. And uh, it looks like we're going to get that in the young kid, Brandon Johnson. Well, what I like about him, too, Cliff, is he's bouncy and he's athletic and yeah. he can score around the basket and he can defend and he's long. He's 6'8", and so he has a lot going for him. And as I watch practice uh, a couple of times here in the last couple of weeks, all the coaches and some of the players on the team were telling me about this kid, and they said, hey, you know, this guy's a player. And so we saw it up close and personal last night. And it just goes to show some guys fly under the radar. He had a good career at Rollsville High School and then went down to Brunswick Community College last year for just a year. Did not have big numbers down there. But uh, you can tell what a talent that he is. And the Pirates are fortunate that, that they were able to get his services here to Greenville. So, yeah, I'm really excited about Brandon because of his athleticism and his work ethic. And I think he's got a very bright future here. Jeff Charles joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Pirates 1-0 after knocking off South Carolina State last night in hoops. A couple of games coming up Friday and Sunday, and then they'll head off to uh, Myrtle Beach, uh, Oklahoma, uh, going to await the Pirates there when they go down to South Carolina. So it's a lot, a ton of games coming up here in the month of November. Jeff, uh, before we get to football, and and there's probably people out there asking, you know, why are you going to bring up Jaden Gardner? He's not a pirate anymore. Well, I'm a Jaden Gardner fan after uh, how hard he worked and all he did here at ECU. I'm going to root for Jaden Gardner. And last night, Jeff, a, a typical Jaden Gardner game, 18 points, 10 rebounds, led the team in scoring, led the Cavaliers, the Virginia Cavaliers in rebounds, made his free throws four or five. And lost the game to Navy, who, uh, who he's lost to during his time here at East Carolina. It's almost like the guy is cursed, Jeff. He continues to to do what he can do to help his team win. But a uh, rough start there in Charlottesville for Jane Gardner last night. The midshipmen take down the Cavaliers last night. Yeah, I was really surprised to see that score. Definitely surprised. I guess that was the upset of the night, Cliff. But happy for Jaden and. If you're a Jaden Gardner fan, uh, make it two of us because uh, I'm a Jaden Gardner fan as well. He's just a terrific young man, 
And my goodness, his work ethic and how hard he practices and plays in games and has the dedication to the sport. Uh, you have to be a fan of Jaden Gardner and his work ethic. And so, yeah, he had a big game. Uh, Double-double his first time out for Virginia. So really happy to see that for uh, for Jaden Gardner. And hopefully he'll go on and have some more big games. It'll be interesting to see what kind of games he has against the Dukes and the North Carolinas of the world this year. And we'll see, you know, if he can put up those kinds of numbers against that kind of competition. But he's off to a great start and uh, really happy for Jake. Jeff, let's talk some pirate football. East Carolina one win away from getting that sixth win and returning to bowl eligibility for the first time since 2014. And to do so, they'll have to knock off Memphis, Navy, or the Cincinnati Bearcats. It starts with Memphis Saturday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. local time there in Memphis, as Jeff will be on the call. So that's an early start, voice. We were talking to the players on Monday. I think they have a breakfast scheduled for 7 o'clock, so they're going to be getting up in the 6 o'clock hour to uh, get loose and get ready for that 11 a.m. local time kick. How about the voice? What's your Saturday morning look like, Jeff? <laughs> it looks like a 6 a.m. wake-up call and leaving the hotel at 6.30 headed to the Liberty Bowl. We have a rule on the network clip that we always get to the stadium three hours before airtime or four hours before kickoff because we do that one-hour pregame show. So David Horn and I usually go first, and then uh, Marty and, and Kevin come later. But uh, David and I will decide uh, probably on the flight going down there exactly when we're going to leave the hotel, but I can assure you it'll be around 6.30 and we'll get to the stadium at, at 7 a.m. And hopefully the gates will be unlocked. I know it'll still be dark down there when we get there. We always joke about going to a game at Houston. Uh, the last time we went there, not this past a uh, couple weeks ago, but uh, the time we went there the year before, two years before, whenever it was, and and getting to the stadium, and it looked like it was a night game, and the lights were on, the band was out there on the field practicing, and it was like 7 a.m. So sometimes you had these 11 o'clock starts clip, as you know, in the central time zone, and, and that's what we have coming up uh, this week. So, yes, it'll be a very early game, but I like early games because that means you get back at a reasonable time, and hopefully the Pirates will be able to get back by 8, 8.30 on Saturday night. So, that's good because uh, then the guys can get a little rest on Saturday and get ready for what will be another big game against Navy. But, yes, it will be a very, very early start coming up on Saturday. And I was looking back at the series clip, and I have broadcast every game in the series between ECU and Memphis because uh, this series started back in 1990. So we've been to the Liberty Bowl uh, a bunch of times. Yeah. Great memories there of some big wins over the Tigers, and then, of course, uh, some some really good memories, too, of Liberty Bowl appearances, especially with that Stanford victory that East Carolina had back in 1995. I still say that's one of the better victories the Pirates have ever had in the history of the program, beating a Pac-12 team in a bowl game. And that uh, that game against Stanford will always be special. Yeah, some good memories, some bad memories there at that stadium. Jeff Charles has been on the call for him, and uh, I go and I were talking about it yesterday, Jeff, just uh these programs and the ebbs and flows and the roller coaster ride that these programs take because and i'll I'll go back to kind of the early to mid 2000s d'angelo williams and the way he used to run on the pirates chris johnson had a game where he had over 300 all-purpose yards right there at the uh, the liberty bowl stadium we had the the liberty bowl games against those sec teams that didn't go our way of course in that stadium but just with east carolina and memphis 
we've seen Memphis, you know, at their highs. We've also seen them at their lows. And uh, you've been a part of a lot of these games, Jeff. And it's just kind of crazy how these, uh, you know, coaching matters, the the administration matters. And we've seen that here at ECU. And, man, they've seen it at Memphis, too. They've been really high and really low over these last uh, 15, 20 years. Well, they really have, Cliff. I mean, there was a time Memphis football just was not very good, and there were not many people going to their games at the Liberty Bowl. I remember a game, I can't tell you exactly off the top of my head what year it was, but my goodness, that that stadium was empty, and they were bad. And the Pirates really had their number. The Pirates had won uh, seven games in a row in this series Hmm. when you look back at it, and then everything started to, to change, and Memphis got good, and the Pirate program started to go south, and, and you're right, uh, I don't care who you are, uh, there are ebbs and flows, and I know how great Alabama is these days, but, you know, they even hit a little uh, bump or two in the road not that many years ago, so it just happens. It's sports, and it's cyclical, and sometimes programs are up, and sometimes they're down, and right now, I think when we look at these two teams, Clip, I hope both of these teams are, you know, evenly matched in the game Saturday, which I think they are. Uh, these games have been mismatches before as we talk about the history when the Pirates dominated and then Memphis has dominated the last couple of games and their program has gotten better. Well, I think now coming up with this game on Saturday, you're looking at a couple of programs and a couple of teams that are evenly matched. Memphis is maybe down a notch from what they've been, and the Pirates, as we all know, they're better. So I think this uh, has the opportunity to be a close, competitive game. I think the talent level on the field is going to be very, very even. And I think the team that gets the breaks and, and makes some plays, maybe in the second half, fourth quarter, will be able to win the football game on Saturday. Jeff, these games have been so close, uh, win or lose, for East Carolina in 2021. And you haven't had to use much filler material during games. Now, you probably used up all your filler material during that wait at Houston when you were trying to get the kickoff going and get on the air. But what was it like to have a blowout on Saturday, Jeff? And you and Kevin were still calling the action, but... Um, it was a uh, it was one you didn't have to stress about there in the second half. <laughs> a little bit more relaxing. I saw a couple of pirate fans on my way into the stadium at the tailgate lots, and they said, "When are we going to have a game where we can just kind of sit back and <laughs> yeah. stress out about it and be a nervous wreck?" And I said, "Well, maybe that's today." Although I didn't know if that was going to happen or not, but it did happen on Saturday. Temple is really struggling, especially offensively. And the Pirates just dominated that game, as we both saw, uh, both offense and and defense. But it it was fun to have a game like that and really happy for the players that they could, you know, go out there and and play and have a lot of fun in the game. And we saw some some new faces get on the field. I mean, Kerry King uh, got on the field, number 17. I had to do a double take and actually look down the list to to find Kerry King the other day. Didn't know he was going to get in. And, of course, uh, Julius Wood has been playing and, in the secondary for ECU here of late. So they're starting to get some uh, some other guys out on the field trying to get them a little bit of experience, and that's what you can do when you have a blowout game like that. When these games have been so close, you can't afford to put some of these young kids into games. But that was good. It's good for team morale, too, Cliff, when you get a bunch of guys into the game and everybody feels like they're contributing. And so it was good to see Mason Garcia get in i know he wishes he had that throwback but it was still good to get him some reps too so yeah everything uh was a lot of fun on on saturday i wish more folks would have been at the game but again the, the forecast was not the greatest and i think it kept some people away but the people who were there were very enthusiastic 
And uh, I know everybody certainly appreciates their support. Jeff, I did a double take when I saw that young kid who looked like a grown man in the backfield, Pop McKay. He's got some size on him. And look, uh, Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell have done such a great job and been able to stay healthy, knock on wood. We just haven't needed a, a third running back this year. In fact, uh, Mitchell and Harris have traded off 100-yard games these last two games. And Keaton Mitchell voice now 98 yards away from a thousand would be the first 1,000 yard rusher since Ventavius Cooper in 2013. So um, I, I tell you what, I, I haven't seen a lot of Pop McKay. Nobody has unless you've been at practice. But that is a big kid, Jeff. That I think if uh, if East Carolina needed him, he'd be able to to give it a go in 2021. But the good news is we we just haven't needed a third running back to this point. That's right. He was a highly recruited kid coming out of Phoenix City, Alabama as well, Clip. And yes, uh, I think they have worked with him on his conditioning a little bit and actually wanted him to lose a little bit of weight. And I think he's been able to do that. It's just such a big adjustment going from high school football to college football. And he's still learning the ropes. But you can tell he's a talented kid and maybe they'll be able to get him a few carries here in this last uh, third of the season. Hopefully so, because he is a, a kid that I think is going to figure into the plans here in a big way in the future at that running back spot. And you mentioned Keaton and the great year he is having, Clip, and he's number one in the nation in yards per carry. I mean, that is a big deal. And he's just uh, lighting it up. And Raji's doing what he does, and that's run between the tackles and get the tough yards. And, and Raji, can, he can break one or two as well. He's, he's no slowpoke. So I think we're going to see Raji here in the last three games uh, – add to his totals a little bit as well, especially if the Pirates are going to need the running game here in these in these last three games. So, yeah, everything's just hitting on all cylinders. Holton played great. Uh, Holton's been playing really, really well. The offensive line, I mean, they're still, you know, banged up, but they're gutting it out. They're doing a good job week after week. The defensive line continues to add depth, and they've got Josiah Robinson back on the depth chart this week, and they really like him a lot, Clip. He's a transfer from Michigan State. He's an Ohio kid from Columbus, Ohio. And uh, the coaches really love him, and they've got him back there on the depth chart this week. Hopefully that uh, he'll be able to get some playing time. They tell me that he has the potential to be that edge rusher that the Pirates sorely need. So, yeah, everything right now is coming up rosy. But I'll tell you what, Clip, this thing's going to come to a screeching halt regular season-wise in the next, what, 16 days, yeah. and the Pirates are either going to have a, a terrific year and go to a bowl game, or heaven forbid if they lose these last three games, then, you know, we're talking uh, a whole different conversation. So a lot is hanging in the balance yes, sir. in these last three games and these last 16 days. You're exactly right, Jeff. We'll uh, hopefully not have to worry about that, but if we do, we'll just spend all offseason looking back at UCF and Houston and South Carolina and what could have been, but the Pirates are going to take care of business, win one of these three, at least one of these three, and go to a bowl game, hopefully for the first time in a long time. Jeff, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Uh, have a nice trip to Memphis, and uh, we'll give you a call Saturday during the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Cliff. All right. The Voice, Jeff Charles, joining us on a uh, Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. And get ready for hour number two. Wager McGee joins us. In fact, we might go ahead and get started on some picks because we usually run out of time. So we might go longer than an hour with Wager today as we'll look at college football, NFL, and 
see if he's dabbled in any hoops as of yet. Uh, That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Explore your poor while watching the Pirates and the Tigers this Saturday at Emporium on Dickinson Avenue. Emporium has 52 self-pour taps with the best variety of beer anywhere. This Saturday, the ECU uh, game will be on the inside and outside TVs. Plus, starting at noon, the last call pizza food truck will be on site. Emporium on Dickinson Avenue and on Facebook and Instagram. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Bryce Williams will join us at 5 o'clock. We'll talk pirate football. We'll talk pirate radio outdoors. We'll talk about him using a swear word on the fifth quarter last week as well as uh, upper management will be here there could be fines and suspensions levied against bryce williams so tune into that at five o'clock wrapping up hour one uh jalen is taking over in the producer chair real quick uh just a reset from yesterday so i had uh some extra tickets for the basketball game last night I offered one to Jalen. He said, give me 30 minutes. I'll make my decision. He ended up accepting my rose and taking the ticket. Then something transpired where I got a call, and I was going to get upgraded to what I thought was going to be courtside. I misunderstood. It was instead kind of the club-level purple seats. It was a nice seat. but And I texted Jalen and said, sorry, man. I've been upgraded to courtside, so I still want you to use my ticket, but chandler and i aren't gonna be sitting with you because we're big wigs high rollers well turns out we weren't um uh, and we barely ended up making it in mingy's because we both forgot our original tickets and had to wait at the door for somebody to let us in it was a complete cluster that i created on my own so jalen did you use the ticket that i gave you yesterday first of all can we get your mic on shirley can get jalen on all right i i did you used the ticket you went to the game. I did. Did you enjoy the game? Yes. Did you use both of the tickets I gave you? I could not get another person, but I did use mine. <laughs> Look, it starts with one, and that's what everybody's got to do. You got to have one, bring a friend next time. Let's get the place rocking. But, Jalen, you did say that you were, uh, and I agree, uh, impressed with the, especially the lower bowl crowd last oh, yeah. night. It was a pretty decent, obviously, decent crowd for opening, opening night. And to be quite honest, the Pirates didn't give the fans a ton to cheer about. It was kind of an ugly game, but uh, hopefully fans will come back. ECU is going to play better as the season goes on. And uh, will you be going back to Minji's? Oh, yeah, I'll be back. I'll That's be what back. I like to hear right there. Good stuff. Jalen rocking the, uh, the Charles Woodson jersey today, too. Looking looking sharp. Shirley with the Rockford Peaches hat. I'm wearing, uh, what am I wearing? Pittsburgh Pirates today. And Wager McGee is wearing his hoodie trademark hoodie. The trademark hoodie wager good to see you how you doing man i'm good good to see you uh a lot of folks uh happy you're back some aren't some aren't fans of you chuck and charlotte chuck and charlotte but i didn't know i mean i goes killing it sounds like and we don't really track records we just try to cover we're all about quantity not quality <laughs> that is true but let's give chuck some winners this week that's the this one's for this chuck week. this one's for chuck yeah 
Uh, we're playing for Chuck today. He's in our TMPs. I think we can get him there. I think we can give him some winners. All right, let's uh, before we take a break and really get into the segment. Um, this is like free time we have right now. Oh, yeah. bonus time! That's great. So let's spend this uh, two to three minutes talking ECU Memphis. Okay. The Pirates are. Uh, what are they now? It started at eight. It was down to six last time I looked. What do you got it at? I thought it was like five and a half. I, I checked Ooh. today. Five and a half. Maybe? Get five, low. Five and a half. Get low. Like I mean, it got jumped on right away when it gets released. And I think most people know that. That usually, if it moves right away, that's some sharp money unless it's been adjusted for any injuries because i think the the send out or the look ahead whatever you want to look at it was eight and it, it moved to six quick so but i mean five and a half you're right but it, it i mean it should be right i mean dcu's on a nice little against i mean if you're back in, in ecu they're six oh and one against the spread the last seven so um why would you not be on them? Where Memphis is only two and four straight up and against the spread the last six pirates are perfect in true road games against the spread True or false? Oh, yeah. Yeah. App. Uh, we yeah. take app out. You're taking app out as neutral. Yeah. But that's going to come back in when we factor in, we talk about bowl situation, and they're 0-1 in a neutral setting. Correct. Oh, so, you got the Pirates in a bowl game. We talked about it weeks ago, and you were him and Han. I was jumping on board there. and we. Nah, uh, I'm uh, not a him or a hauler. You were both, because I said, I'm I'm calling it. They're in a bowl. And then off before, I said, I'm, I may make my first ever ecu game on 27th and just be there and rush the field when they beat cincinnati wager might be at the cincinnati game and he is going to unveil his appearance his face for the first time on the 50 yard line after the win over cincinnati yeah well it's gonna at least be a big production red beard to take because he's usually sitting right on the 50 to take a picture of my back with a hoodie on but maybe <laughs> maybe it's a frontal photo maybe it's a full group. frontal you're going full, full, full frontal, frontal. <laughs> maybe it's just a group wow. photo at, right. at your tailgate event and then people just have to guess who i am so remember the streaker shirley what that was a long time ago that was uh morgana and was it on she no, was the kissing bandit it nah. was on military appreciation day too <laughs> because i remember watching it and i'm like well that's classy that's not how you support the troops folks yeah we uh, we yeah jane gardner um, i'm glad i was way up in the uh trailer in the sky at the time see much. couldn't see much you didn't break out the binoculars no nah, <laughs> didn't need to jane gardner uh not a fan of the troops or is he is he letting navy beat him in basketball every year because it happened with east carolina and it happened last night with virginia that was weird back to ecu memphis uh sounds like you're taking the pirates yeah, I, and we talked a little. Memphis is in a sandwich, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right, what are your favorite the, spots? Look ahead, they're sandwich. A, they're let, a letdown opportunity from it's, last week. It's everything. They're they're uh, look, off SMU looking ahead to Houston. A big and, old fat sandwich. And they haven't been good as a favorite. They're only one and three against the spread as a favorite this year. So, What's I your mean, favorite sandwich? Yeah. Oh, my favorite sandwich? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh man! I, I tell you what, I love the post Thanksgiving like the turkey, sandwich? turkey, yeah, turkey stuffing, cranberry with a little light dressing of some mayonnaise on there. It's called a Bobby at some places, so okay, that, that it's on the menu. I love that the the Thanksgiving sandwich. Um, I had a Reuben from Bagel Man on Monday. Oh yeah, Bagel Man's good. I, I can't ever say I've been a huge Reuben guy, but I am now because that was awesome. And Chandler saw it, went and got one Monday. Guess what he had for lunch Tuesday? A Reuben from Bagel Man. He went back to back. Um, why is that relevant? Because we like the Pirates plus five and a half. <laughs> we, we do. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with it. Yeah. But we're taking the Pirates. I think uh, if you look, I mean, Memphis is, <clears throat> has, I saw the, the post somebody posted, maybe it's Igo. 
yeah, connecting all this stuff for Chuck and, and Charlotte here that they're Memphis is thirty and three straight up at that home. That was not Igo. That was sidelines East ECU. Okay. Thirty and three. I don't need it to not be thirty one and three, right? I'm getting five and a half. And they've struggled. They they beat Arkansas State by five, who's the number hundred and thirtieth ranked total defense in the country. That was that fifty five fifty game. You know, they lost to Temple and they lost to Tulsa. And they've kind of gotten up for the since they went uh, since they've kind of recently, I guess, have struggled. I, I think they may just be kind of coasting, looking ahead to that, not coasting, but looking ahead a little bit more to Houston next week, which w- is the big game for them. Not this week. They just need to slide by and win. You like uh, third down stats, right? And I, I just like saying this. East Carolina, sixth in the country, third down defense this year. That's solid. Under 30%. I usually track it more in NFL than college, just because it's uh, that in red zone, because you know, if you can't, teams that are efficient in the red zone, scoring touchdowns over field goals. College, I probably don't pay as much attention to it. But Just go with me. Yes, and. Come on. Yes, and. Well, I did look at that total because, you know, naturally the thing is, well, Memphis has got a better offense, and, and they are. They're 18th overall total offense. East used 46. Yikes. But on the defensive side, and the schedules are pretty similar. ECU's got the better total defense in Memphis. So, you know, it kind of evens out there a little bit. Better defense, getting points on the road in a good spot i know you never take unders but would you go under here it feels like it's a little bit of an under because memphis isn't playing up tempo their their last five of their last seven games have gone under we're talking about how ecu's got a good defense can hold hold them down a little bit um last two games for memphis have gone under the total one by 19 and and one game by 32 points so uh, the vegas hasn't adjusted to this new this isn't like your uncle's you know memphis I guess we can say so. It's a uh, they're playing a little bit line closer game. If they're not focused here, then you know that you could get a lower scoring, tougher game. So Redbeard says Chuck and Charlotte can bleep off. I'm team wager. <laughs> so Redbeard and Redbeard doesn't like anybody. Doesn't even like me. We want him over with that. Na- we mix in enough NASCAR, so yeah. we want him over with some NASCAR. And by the way, you hit a uh, what was your future on Kyle Larson eight to one, but the book still hasn't paid it, so uh, it's in there. It's, it was from March 29th. I know it now because they've asked me a couple times. I think maybe because it's over six months, but yeah, I forgot it was that much. I I mean, I don't know what he was. That was after I think he'd already won a race, maybe, um, but. Uh, so yeah. you uh usually it's the bookie uh or the book breaking out the crowbars to hit kneecaps this time you you are going after bookie man i all i can do is live chat him so i can't uh i can't <laughs> threaten him you can you can only be so threatening in live chat i can't be like the jokic brothers <laughs> <laughs> all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll look at maxion tonight college football thursday friday saturday some nfl as well wager mcgee is here for the hour, if you have a question about a game, uh, you can bring that up on Twitter or on Facebook Live. We'll talk about it when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Out at rentafishtank.com. This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, W224EI Greenville, WDLX Washington, and W281CH Washington. You're 
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Towns Insurance Advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Wager McGee here on a Wednesday. Man, what a great time to be a sports fan. We got a uh, ton of games on tonight at AJ's. Whether you want to watch the Hornets or another NBA team, there's a group of local rec hockey players that sit at a big table at AJ's. They're always watching the NHL games. Uh, So they'll be there tonight, I'm sure. We got Maction. We got college basketball. So uh, it's a great night of sports. Let's talk about it from a gambling perspective. Wager, uh, last week, dogs and overs in the MAC. I made one play. And it was Northern Illinois, and they lost as a dog. So great for me. <laughs> How about this week? Um, well, it it continued last night, right? So dogs was, and overs. Yeah, Miami of Ohio covers the favor. I had that. I I really liked Northern last night, and they didn't cover. And then Akron's a twenty four point dog was in that game and almost won it. So I think uh, eight matching games so far. Three more tonight. Dogs are seven and one against the spread. Oh, good. The one I picked. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Good luck. Um, and six of the eight have gone over. One last night didn't that I don't know why it's thirty four twenty six right after a touchdown instead of kicking an extra point for Northern they go for two is that what caused it to go under Yep and they yeah. missed the uh, it was sixty and a hook and they missed the missed the two to stay down eight with like two and a half to go instead of kicking it to cut to seven uh, and they missed it so it was thirty four twenty six it stayed at sixty so that's one of the uh, one of the overs. Well, let's save, save time. I don't yep. need your reasoning for these. Let's just say what you like tonight. I like Bowling Green plus 10.5. They're 7-2 and two against the spread. Uh, lines haven't adjusted to them. They're, they're covering the spread margin by almost six points, and they're off the best game of the year, 56-44 win over Buffalo. They also they beat who? Was it Minnesota? No, that was Miami of Ohio that beat Minnesota. But Bowling Green's hung in there. They they play they play Tennessee tough at the beginning of the year. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, I'm sorry, they did. They beat Minnesota fourteen you know ten. I think you should trust me more. Well, I, I just I should open up this big book that I have right next to me. You know so what? I have in my brain a book like that, but it, it's not physical. It's uh, it's green. I saved the environment, saved the trees. It's all up here, buddy. I like it. I reuse the same binder every single year. I just uh, I throw sheets away. But Toledo's one and three straight up uh, against uh, last four straight up, and they're a ten and a half point favorite. So. I like Bowling Green to stay on that trend, and I don't think you can go wrong on the over here again. Bowling Green's off a 56-point effort last week, and uh, and was a uh, Toledo had a good effort last week as well. So I like that. I like the other two. I think the wrong team's favorite. I got Northern and Kent, but they're both small dogs catching two and a half. But God. it goes with the dogs. I know I'm going Northern back to you the last Northern week. Will. 
I mean, it came off. So Northern. I think the Rod Carey stink is still is on Northern no, still. I don't know. Northern and Kent played last week. It was fifty two forty seven game the week before that northern played a 39 38 game as a good northern team beat georgia tech at the beginning of the year it's at the cab the cab i think is how they say it in illinois all right um so you're going all dogs all dogs go to heaven all dogs go to heaven and i'm going all over kent is going to be chucking charlotte i know he likes the i go free winners just bet it bet it like it's already been played that's the one i think could that's we used to do those 100 point totals Oh, bet like it's already been played. We say that a lot. Kent State, Central Michigan, over 75 and a half. Oh, not enough. So, I mean, Kent's the number 12 All right, offense. I'm doing it right now. Number 12 offense in the country, right between Oklahoma and Bama, putting up the same thing. And they played non-conference. They're number 12. It was like, ah, it's Mac. Non-conference, they played Texas A&M, Iowa, and Maryland. And they are off that game last week where they scored 54. So, and in the four-game stretch, they're 3-1. and one. And the last four in those games, 48-38, 64-31, 52-47. I just loaded up. Good. And uh, so number 12 total offense country, Central's number 36. So top two offenses uh, in the MAC. And then uh, last two weeks for Central, 39-38 and 42-30 games. I like Kent to win that game. And the other one we talked about, Northern, uh, that game, whoever wins that's probably going to win that side of the uh, – of the uh mac the so they're mac at home West. this week coming off a, a close loss they'll bounce back and beat ball state tonight which one is that northern talk, northern yes all right moving and then can't yeah if you if you haven't seen crumb play the quarterback for he's the best quarterback in the mac of all the guys that's thrown around so watch uh watch crumb sling it around was kent state the team that beat northern last week yeah 52 47 those kent state uniforms were awesome I, I didn't even know those were their colors. Eastern Michigan's the tough watch because it's like the colors and the, the field color, that greenish Green. gray. Yeah. 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 Anyway, all right. All right. Uh, let's go chronologically. Let's talk about what's happening before Saturday. North Carolina Pitt played Thursday night. Pittsburgh, a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. They're trying to win the Coastal, right? Yep. Total is 73. My God. Friday night, Cincinnati. They've been struggling. They are on the road at South Florida. Cincinnati, 23 and a half point favorite, total of 57. Late night, Friday night. Hopefully, I'm asleep by then because I have to get up early Saturday. But Boise State is a 13 and a half point favorite against Wyoming, total 48 and a half. Low one there. How about these three games before we get to Saturday? I like the over in that Pitt, North Carolina game, even though it's as high as it is. Um, you know, Pitt kind of bounced back off the, the loss that they had to Miami and won 54 29. Carolina's last three games, 87, 78, and 113 the last three weeks. Top two of the top 15, 20 teams, offensive teams in the country. Um, but Carolina kind of in a down spot off that big wake win. So maybe lean on Pitt, but Pitt's toughest games have really flown over and been high scoring shootouts. Sorry, number three offense versus number nine offense. The only game in the country this week with two top 10 offenses um so and north carolina doesn't have a lot of interest in stopping anybody no and i don't think they i i, I don't think they can and that's the only games that pitt hasn't gotten in a shootout with is the games where somebody feels like they can kind of slow them down a little bit uh so i did like that one we talked about that what was uh the others were wyoming and boise state and cincinnati south florida anything on those if not we can move along uh just so people don't think i bet all overs all the time i like the under mm. in that uh in that boise wyoming game 48 and a half yep uh i'll take your word for it yeah yeah well i was trying to find i mean you took the time to put these notes together it'd be nice if i could find them um 
So anyway, yeah. So I, I like the under there. Um, <laughs> you're so frazzled. Wow. I know it's all chucking Charlotte. You've fault. gone through them four times. Yeah. There it is. That. Sorry. Oh, Last four for Boise have been under uh, six of seven uh for the year four of the last six for wyoming same thing wyoming if you look at they've scored 24 and 31 last two last two games but that was versus inferior competitions against fresno and air force which is comparable to boise kind of in competing they scored zero and 14 points so i like the under in that game 48 and a half um i like south florida plus the points in the over i'm going to continue to fade cincinnati here as they just try to survive in advance south florida was frisky against uh houston last they did week. they covered that one had it had the over there it helps when you get a hundred yard kickoff return to start the game but usf is playing a little bit better you know three and one against the spread versus pretty tough you know teams they played played ecu played houston last couple weeks and uh, you look overall ecu covered in that game they did i know but uh, that was the one that they didn't cover mm-hmm, against. Lower mm-hmm. spread, though. They were catching 14. This one, we're, we're getting almost 10 more points. They lost to 22 by Florida sec- first week of the season when Florida was a little bit different. 24 to SMU. So it's right around that number. They went to BYU and played close. Only lost by eight. Um, Cincinnati's 0-3 against the spread. Yeah, I kind of like that, too. It's too uh, many points. Yeah, I think so. You told me into it. Okay. Uh, I should get credit for knowing wake forest was going to lose last week but still taking wake forest but i knew they were going to lose so credit to me for that we talked about the rule and unranked yeah home favorite versus ranked team we may have that with michigan and penn state that game's right around pick one whatever else it's gonna be tough to jump on penn state and take that but it's almost automatic you have to take it all right so how about this week big oh that was not a conference game which i didn't realize last week uh, NC State Wake Forest, the winner of this game will be in the driver's seat to win the Atlantic, right? So, yes. this is a huge game. This is basically for the Atlantic, but it's, it also falls into the Dream Crusher game. So, that, I mean, Wake's just out of it, right? They can't like go undefeated. They were starting to talk about top 10, undefeated, maybe playoffs. For that reason, I love NC State in this game. So, I think Wake is still going to be reeling a little bit from their loss last week. I know it's not ACC, but. You know, it's a that's a tough loss in a in a time where they already were starting to change their goals for the year because they're getting the top ten and undefeated. So I like NC State plus two and a half. I didn't think I'd say this about a sixty six and a half point total, but is that too low? I don't State know. State play defense. Yeah, I think State will try to play defense and slow that down a little bit. I don't think they want to get into the games that that Wake has gotten into with North Carolina. Um, I don't know. I was just kind of not looking on that side. Okay. Looking more on you the like state, state side. Yeah. Four and one straight up against the spread the last last five. And their only loss was one point to Miami in, a, in kind of a bad spot there. So, um, yeah, I like the two and a half. All right. Oh, okay. Here's a good one. Georgia has suffocated every opponent. Tennessee has offense. Tennessee uh, impressive last week against Kentucky on the road. It's going to be rocking 330 at Nayland on Saturday. Uh, Georgia is a 20-point favorite, total 56, which is higher than most Georgia totals because I guess they think Tennessee can score. So what do you think about this game? Yeah, and Georgia seems to be throwing in a little bit more as well, right? They're going to have to to win playoff games. Right? They can just coast along against some of the teams they're playing. I didn't do a, a full breakdown on it, but I would probably lean your side. I think that... This may be the best test that they've gotten so far, and I think it's definitely going to push the total over. I would like that because so Igo and I are amateurs. You're the pro. Wager. I'm not clearly. Well, I'm well, I'm behind Igo for sure. So. What we were saying yesterday is, like, let's say we want to take Tennessee. How many points do they need to score 
to nearly guarantee they cover and we were saying if they can get to like 21 like can georgia score in the 40s like mid 40s i don't know i don't think they have a good enough offense but i mean how bad is tennessee's defense it's pretty bad. I mean, they can get an up and down, and, and Georgia's just, what was it, 40 to 43, 43 to 6 last week against uh, Missouri. Um, they've scored a little bit more, and that's what I'm saying. I think they're throwing it a little bit more. They're going to have to in this one, I think, because I do think Tennessee will move it and maybe score against them. Um, 21, man, that'd be the most points Georgia's given up all I know, year long. I know. Uh, maybe, maybe I should just stick with the under. I've been playing a lot of Georgia unders. It has been the the winning thing, but if yeah. you want if you want to change up, didn't they? Uh, what was I? I was trying to think of the game. The last year was forty four twenty one. The year before that was forty three fourteen. These are all Georgia Tennessee. wins. Yeah, yeah. Thirty eight. What 12. was last year? Forty forty four twenty one. Okay, that would be a cover here, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think that it might be like a thirty eight to twenty one. And I, I I remember being in a sports book in nineteen at that game at Tennessee, laying twenty four. It was. Uh, they uh they've there was a uh, scoop and scooping late six there that got georgia the back door well cover. you got to worry about that with their defense putting up points and they're gonna throw it a lot so that's i mean the, you get that added bonus of, of pick six and maybe fumbles and returns and it's 50 right. what 52 56 oh yeah yeah I, I, I like it under no I'll, I'll go opposite of you we'll go head to head i'm going over you're going over yeah okay. i'll go over 56 how about giant killer purdue on the road at ohio state same number in that game 20 the total a little higher at 62 i this is almost like for our friend chad with i know this is big tennessee titans fan purdue is kind of seems to be getting that tr- same treatment right they're like it can't continue right you can't keep beating ranked teams you can't beat number iowa two and number three yeah this year. you can't beat iowa michigan state and Which ohio were state. kind of phony two and three they were but two last time they played in 2018 ohio state was number two they were 12 point favorite and purdue absolutely destroyed them 49 to 20 does purdue just stink against bad teams like why I aren't they, they the best team in the country they played a le- level of competition so you yeah. have to ask their coach on that but i i love that that was their sixth win. They're kind of playing with house money. They lost to Wisconsin, so they can't get into the Big Ten championship game, right? So they can just wreck all these good teams' season. I don't think they beat them, but 20 and a half just seems – it seems so fishy that it's, it might keep me off of it. But – Right, what do you think it should be? After another win, Fifth, I, like four, I was thinking like two scores. It was. Yeah. It seemed to be like about a score t- uh, more than what I was thinking it would be. So, hey, Purdue's got the number eight passing – offense in the country and the it'll be the best quarterback wide receiver combo that that ohio state has faced this year it's better than what oregon has i just don't really know what ohio state is right they've had some tight wins they've had some big losses they they lost to oregon um plus purdue's defensive line is really good so i think they can get to them pressure them a little bit secondaries both have some issues it it could be a fun passing game and we see purdue is pulling out some trick plays I'm interested in seeing it. I would lean towards the over. It might be a sucker play, and Purdue plus the points. But I, I don't. What I've seen from Purdue in big games, they're going to play hard in this thing, and and I think they'll hang close. And all right, sorry. Let's take a uh, timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we will go lightning round and finish out college football. We'll also dive into the NFL. A dog week in the NFL. Does that? Maybe switch up this week and go back to the favorites. We'll talk about that. And if we have time from College Hoops, Wager McGee back with us after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they will have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you. We are about halfway through hour number two. Let's wrap up college football and we'll dive into the NFL. Wager McGee here. Been giving out some plays and uh, you have a favorite for this weekend, Wager. I do, yeah. Roll that Kent uh, lock total over that you already bet hopefully uh miami two and a half i think is what it still was against florida state Uh, i remember i always talked to brian north about like acc games i think i say this to him i I, this is like the eighth straight year where i've said has there been a more meaningless miami florida state game this one feels super meaningless it does but it feels like miami merit i now look at Miami's beginning of the schedule, right? They start 0-3, and everybody's like, oh, Miami ain't figured it out, and Derek King got injured. But those games were Alabama's, Michigan State, and App State. I mean, at the end of the year, you may get like three top, you know, they're all going to be ranked, obviously, yeah. and 10-win teams there, potentially. They've figured it out since then. Obviously, their their offense is on a roll. Uh, they're 2-0 and against the spread on the road this year, winning at Pitt and North Carolina. Uh, the last four games have gone over. Florida State's two and six against the spread. Of the last eight, one of those covers was against UMass. Really, is playing for nothing. And Miami, uh, Miami's kind of rolling here. The offense is is a huge advantage for them. Twenty four total offense, where Florida State still hadn't figured theirs out as eighty six total offense in the country. I was waiting to see because Florida State was ahead of Clemson with two minutes to go, and then didn't even cover ten and a half, as as some of us know how you bounce back from that and they bounce back with a pretty flat effort against nc state last week that's why we liked nc state i just think they stay flat i think miami's on the up the van dyke quarterback is really starting to roll there and florida state in their last seven games is really not hold they've only hold one held one team under 28 points in that in that uh that period i would think miami gets in the 30s mid 30s so all right miami lock the u uh what else for this weekend i like syracuse getting three so i I think this is going to be a little hangover for louisville who had a really tough game against clemson syracuse is seven and oh against the spread the last seven and actually a couple three-point loss they had three straight three-point losses against florida state wake and clemson so one play here or there we're kind of talking different of them obviously beat liberty before that and they bounced back they came back positive much uh, unlike florida state that we just talked about after those three close losses could have packed it up they went to virginia tech and won they absolutely dominated uh, boston college last week and won play this week off a bye now and again louisville uh last week played a really tough game against uh against florida state i don't i i mean not florida state clemson i think the wrong team's probably favored i get it it's at louisville but uh, you know louisville's only one and three against spread last four and one and four straight up the last five now you're asking them to win and cover 
and again they've only won one of their last five straight up so syracuse all right i need some to watch uh this is a uh a rare nooner for east carolina saturday so i'm gonna get off at a decent hour i need something to watch in the seven o'clock window when i get off and late after that so do you have anything on arkansas who is a two and a half point favorite on the road at lsu or we could go late night mountain west with nevada at san diego state uh utah state at san jose state anything on those games didn't write up arkansas but i would lean that lean that way against lsu coming off a a big emotional effort against alabama that fell short i think it's gonna be flat they're given some of those really good you play florida tough they play alabama tough i would think this would be a a letdown off of the really tough playing for you know coach o there um so i would lean arkansas in that case catching two or laying two and a half okay uh nothing on the mountain west no i i uh, well, move on to what you like. What else you got on your No, I, 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 on those things. I, I think I like the dog, which is rare in those cases, so probably why I didn't write it up because we, we just like to go favorite and over most of the time here. Uh, I, I Oklahoma-Baylor, which I think is going to be a great game. I could see that really being high scoring there because since Caleb took over, Caleb Williams took over for Oklahoma, 55-52, 52-52, scored 35 against Kansas, but all that was in the second half, so they really have scored all those in about three and a half games. I think Baylor's going to hang in there and be close in this game. They've played some really good games. This is the next best matchup. We talked about uh, Pitt and Carolina, top 10 offense. This is number 11 total offense versus number 20 total. Um, I think it's a shootout. Oklahoma and Baylor both are, are scoring games or have been going over here. So I definitely lean the over, which I think was 62 and a half and yep. maybe a little bit of Baylor. Yeah, five and a half. Same spread and a similar total for Notre Dame, Virginia. I like Notre Dame in that one. Um, I, I, I saw a stat this week. Maybe, was it Bear? Somebody like posted something. And if people are going to play money line or tease it down, which it doesn't really make sense to tease it down, it doesn't fall in that window. But you can... That Notre Dame has won 39 consecutive games versus unranked teams. That's in play, and they've also won 39 consecutive games as a favorite. So not covering, but they've won them. It's five and a half. You could tease it down, I guess, a pick. Again, you're not supposed to based on the handicapping rules, the Wong tease theory and all that other stuff. But you play Wong teasers, don't you? I don't know what that means. I, I like to play wrong. I play wrong. I play wrong oh, teasers. You're going to use yeah. the dad joke before I can get it out? Okay, <laughs> well, it's, it's out there. Um yeah, I, I mean, I, Notre Dame's 4-0 straight up against the spread since the Cincinnati loss. I still, like most of America, is just scared and know it's going to happen and Notre Dame's going to find their way in is be the fourth seed and get you know get really hammered by Virginia or G- Virginia, Georgia. So they're going to keep winning. And they have of late. They're just quietly kind of chugging along and winning games. Um, I, I think they win this week. I think they keep winning. I it, Virginia hasn't played well against ranked teams. They lost by 20 uh, at home against Wake. Uh, they lost in the shootout at BYU, 66-49. And you can throw uh, you throw the games. If you I, throw, I've bet over oh, yeah. like 111 or something in that one and ended up winning. That yeah. felt good. I mean, it, they shut out Duke 48 nothing. but if you throw that one out, they really haven't stopped anybody in ACC play. I know Notre Dame's not in ACC, but they're really granted, you know, whatever, some sort of weird uh membership here so defense is the big difference here virginia is number 122nd total defense in the country notre dame's 60th i think notre dame will be able to throw it around a little bit if they get in a shootout i think that even helps notre dame a little bit more um i like laying the points here i think they definitely are going to win straight up but 
and then they're going to find their way as the fourth seed and be a 17-point dog and not cover against Georgia in the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to move on to NFL. Anything else you want to get out in college? Um, while, but, you're one, while you're looking, what was that South Carolina-Florida score last week? Forty. I do like what that. What was that? Yeah, that was – seemed like it was uh florida getting ready to fire some offensive or assistant coaches right they fired a couple um i like south carolina as a pick going to missouri this week so now they can win and get in a bowl game um and there that was that was one status all there that uh um go ahead the floor is yours i'm not finding it so um 48 power five teams have played at least eight games versus other power five teams and only in missouri has the worst record among all of them one and seven straight up the only one that's right around there was florida which was two and eight straight up it matters on straight up this week because that's a pick game uh and their defense is awful they're 122nd right behind virginia south carolina's good defense and now playing for a bowl game which kind of came out of nowhere and Missouri's one and eight against the spread, which is tied for worst in the country with Southern Miss that we talked about last week, who laid down last week, and New Mexico. There's nothing for them to play for. Their only cover this year was last week as a 40 point dog when they lost 43 to six. So that's their only cover they have. Um, watching South Carolina ECU earlier this year, I did not think we'd be talking about two bowl teams, but they have yeah. uh, both come a long way since then. Shirley, play us off. Um, Michigan, Penn State. I'll bring that up because it's close to a pick. I think Michigan's actually favored now, but anything on that one? I like Michigan in that. I think they're the better team, but like I said, it, if it falls in line where somehow Penn State closes the favorite, it's in that theory of the unranked home team against a, you know, as a, a ranked Top dog. 10. Michigan, yeah. Yeah. All right. Georgia State. Georgia State plus 10.5. Coastals. Quarterbacks out. McCall's out. I like State. I may sprinkle a little bit on that one. So they need it for a bowl game. By the way, uh, Georgia and really like Atlanta, the sports epicenter of the world. Braves win the World Series. The, um, what was the other one? Oh, the Falcons are, uh, if the playoffs started today, they're in it. Oh, that sounds that's crazy. A beautiful thing. And uh, <laughs> Georgia and Atlanta in general cannot be beat right now, so take Georgia State. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back, we'll talk some NFL when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, you work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Rock. Wager McGee says he loves the NFL card this week. It's an attractive slate of games, and he has some winners for us start with uh thursday anything on ravens dolphins uh probably won't make the card just because there's so much other stuff and so many covid issues now but how about this i would lean what will make the card uh new orleans we called that one last week if the rams 
if the Titans were able to beat the Rams, you know, and rally around the Derrick Henry injury, which is kind of a theory, right? You you rally around the star player and you get that win and or the that first cover, you get. the first game, and then there's a little bit of relief and a letdown the next week. So I'm not saying they won't win, but I'm catching three points with the Saints. The Saints are eight zero and one against the spread in the last nine games as a dog. They're always a much better dog. Last time they were, they went straight up against Tampa Bay at home with Simeon playing most of the game in that one. And despite Tennessee winning last week, their offense was, they did struggle a whole lot in that game. I think they only had like 157 yards or something like that, and only 69 of those rushing with 2.7 average. So it's probably something they got to work on, and I know they will work on it, but Saints defense is good, and they were embarrassed by the Falcons' loss last week. So a lot of things set up well for New Orleans bouncing back, catching three with, uh, with looking at Tennessee there. And I think Tennessee's maybe looking at a bye Hey, what Tennessee's Are they doing? Looking ahead at a buy? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of a break. They got I mean, their vacation plans. Yeah. Hey, what they've done is incredible, right? The yeah. Buffalo, Kansas City, Indy, and that Rams. It's awesome. Why anybody's arguing that they're not one of the top teams in the NFL? I'm not saying they they are, and I think you know we've we've expressed lots of love for the Titans here outside the Falcons. That's my second favorite team there, even with Derrick Henry going down. But I think it's a bad spot for them. I like the Saints catching three. All right, what else? Uh, I like the Carolina Panthers. Catching 11? I, it's same thing. I mean, it's I don't have to worry about Darnold, right? I got Temple's old quarterback and coach in there. I thought I was getting that last week with New England, but obviously not. They decided to put that back in there. So um, I, it's a bad tweener spot. It's the same thing. Arizona rallied around Colt McCoy. You rally around the starting quarterback, and you get that win and a big win. They're also looking ahead to another NFC game next week against Seattle, NFC West game. It's a letdown spot for them. Hey, it's just Carolina coming in. They can just roll out and just easily beat Carolina. I've been feasting on overreaction line overreactions. Two weeks ago, it was the Cowboys without Dak. Yep. And it went all the way up to yep. like four and a half, whatever it was. I was like, that's too many points. Last week, and Jeff Nadu, and may, I don't remember if you were, but the 49ers were the play mm-hmm. but by kickoff time that line was outrageous so i took the cardinals in one so i'm looking for like line overreactions i think this I is is this i think example? this is one i mean okay. is is pj walker from darnold a step down no chandler is pj walker from sam darnold a step down Answer it truthfully. Is I it, don't think there's much of a step down. From if the, it's very slight, if any. And now the line keeps going up if a little any. bit. If any. In terms of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, inside jokes. Go ahead. And, I mean, McCaffrey played last week, stayed healthy, right? So he's going to have some rust on the first game back. Now second game back. So, And he's had some big games. They've played the last two years in... I don't know if Carolina is better than... I mean, obviously Arizona is a little bit better in those teams, but Carolina's won the last two games straight up in those, uh, and they've been able to run the ball. And more importantly, last year, I mean, Murray, or in 20 last year, yeah, Murray was, he struggled. He was 24 of 31 for 133 yards. Year before that, he was 30 of 43 for 173 yards. So they're not letting him get anything deep, keeping him in the pocket, dumping off. So they've got a plan, pretty successful. Carolina's won both those games. Too many points. Not saying they're going to win, but too many points in Arizona, like, it's the second letdown game from, like you were talking about the Dallas game, right? Rally around Cooper Rush, got the win, went to home to play Denver's 10-point favorite. So is Colt McCoy starting? Or you were going on? No, I think Murray's, Murray's going to start. Play it. Yeah, I think Murray plays. So he's got to knock it off a little bit before uh, the Seattle game. But who's uh, is Rogers not playing? He 
he's not eligible because he's not okay. vaccinated as we know now he's not eligible to come off for 10 days so it's saturday is going to be the first time we know for sure if he's going to play or not i know geno smith covers every game but packers minus three at home against the seahawks russ is playing uh, russ is back so yep so that's the issue this russ, is uh i gotta know who my quarterbacks are because yeah. okay i'm off on that it's one. usually important in the nfl although it hasn't mattered cooper rush colt mccoy trevor simeon Gino. just throwing out the Geno, just throwing out there and winning games and covering um so injuries as much as we make a big deal about them haven't really mattered as much with who's lining up behind center but again i think you get that whole team effort coming together playing hard okay but i, then that, I forgot russ was playing that's yeah me. so russ is playing but he should be a little bit rusty and then yeah no russ intended t yeah. yeah i think i think rogers play so and he All may right. have odell beckham and uh let's go back to your five uh so you've named two what else is up there uh over atlanta dallas 54 that's the easiest one right so i i think you know atlanta now off the big new orleans win dallas off an embarrassing loss these two are going to be I, I think Atlanta will sling it around. They got no run game anyway. They got to throw it. And last year it was 40 to 39 and one of the better games all year. So that Dallas recovered an onside kick. Remember, there was an issue there and then kicked the field goal late. Uh, Dallas dominated that game. They actually, even though it was 40 39, they had three turnovers. They had 200 more yards, 570 to 380 uh, yard difference, 33 to 22 first downs. Unfortunately, it looks Atlanta looks too easy on the nine. I think Dallas rolls in this game. Atlanta maybe hangs close, but it's, I mean, I, I, it's nine for a reason, so I, I like that. Okay. Uh, Vegas plus three against Kansas City. Liked it before last week. Now even more, just because Vegas now is off a loss. Um, I, Kansas City didn't do anything to turn things around last week, right? I mean, they really, I think Green Bay's defense is good, but they really, really struggled. And Vegas should have won on the Giants. They, it was one of six in the red zone, turned the ball over three times. They outgained them by almost 160 yards. Um, Kansas City's 2-0. Uh, sorry, uh, Vegas was 2-0 against the spread last year in those uh, two games against uh, uh, against Kansas City. Oh. Oh. This is Sunday night. The Vegas-Kansas City game? Bet on a... Is Dog. it Sunday night? Yeah. No. Bet on... Uh, 8 28 okay i guess it would be bet on a deshaun jackson touchdown he always scores in prime time on a big play so have his over longest catch whatever that is and a touchdown he'll score in his raiders debut bank it <laughs> all right next uh i'll fall for the rams i'll fall for rams three and a half four whatever oh, it is i, I think that. it's down to three and a half baby McVeigh off a loss is 16 and 5 straight up, 14, 6 and 1. San Francisco's now 0 and 8 straight up, their last eight at home. They there was a time, no matter who their quarterback was or whatever they had, running back wise, like I would be scared to go against Shanahan and the Niners. I think those days are over for me for now. Yeah. I can calm, I can calmly pick against the Niners. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's, again the teams that usually struggle one week bounce back and two really good offenses that struggled last week that you expect to see a whole lot out of this year this week is dallas, dallas and the and rams. rams and dallas is playing the falcons who can give up a lot of points and rams are playing san francisco who can definitely give up a lot of points and have been this year so and a rams are i mean they lost last week seven i think last week is seven and a half was overreaction that's i mean they really bumped it up because of henry the two weeks before that when they didn't cover they were 16 and a half point favorites in both of those games and one of those was that game they were up 38 to nothing they're fine 
bad game last week probably taking the Ram, uh, titans a little bit for granted there without henry they'll bounce back and score a lot of points this week so all right anything else um yes i like that i saw that uh our, our great quarterback white is starting for the jets again so i Mike love white. well let's throw buffalo into that mix of bad offenses that really struggle they'll bounce back uh and since since the jets have gone away from their rookie quarterback <laughs> i mean they're the best third down conversion team in the nfl the last two weeks and they're nine of the last three weeks and they're nine of 13 in the red zone the last three weeks and they've scored 30 and 34 points in those games they're going to put up points against buffalo i kind of like jets catching 13 with white playing but buffalo is definitely going to come out offensively and have a much better game than they did last week when they didn't even score a touchdown against the jags they got 400 from white two weeks ago over 300 from josh johnson, josh johnson. Yeah, on, uh, on a short week, yeah, getting Thursday thrown night. in there, the injury. So they've had more time to prepare for this one now. So I, I, I do like that one. Um, and Buffalo's, Buffalo's in a must-win situation now a little bit, I mean, with that loss, because they've got Indy at New Orleans and New England and Tampa Bay coming up the next four weeks. The Buffalo, we're going to see on Buffalo, their schedule really gets tough here. Vikings have a whole bunch of COVID issues. I kind of like Vikings against the Chargers. Got to wait on that one to see because uh, the Chargers are 32nd against the run. Vikings can really run it, but that's Dalvin Cook. I think he's going to be okay to play, but there were some issues there, and there was a whole bunch, just like 29 guys that had close contact with somebody on the, the Vikings uh, today that uh, are all getting tested. So wait on that one, but the last uh, eight, six, six straight Vikings road games have gone over by a total combined total in those six games of 67 so i do like right. that one i love uh, i love riding the roller coaster fading the team to look good the week before and, and we're talking a lot about getting on a team that looked bad last week however i also like to ride a team and if i have success stick with them and right now that's the new england patriots yeah should i continue that they're at home against the browns this is an important game for these teams uh, I've enjoyed backing the Patriots these last couple weeks. But if Chubb can't play, and he's enough, he's COVID, right? But yep. he's vaccinated, so he's got to pass two tests within separated by 24 hours. So there's a chance he could play this week. But if not, I'll definitely take Belichick and the Patriots defense, which is playing really, really good right now against Baker with not the run game that he normally would have if, if Chubb was back there. So if Chubb's out, again, they've struggled with that. And off such a huge, big win – and we've seen that every every week there. Teams are just kind of okay, have that big win, which they did, and then it's just they fall flat the next week. So New England's quietly kind of sliding through there that people are eventually going to look at it and see that they're in the playoff contention and and, uh, and maybe that defense has turned around a little bit this year. So, yeah, I I like that game. I was kind of waiting to see on Chubb before, but if he's, if he's ruled out before that, I think New England makes the card. Um even though they were off of we we're talking about playing the the teams off and you know a bad game or a good game and fading that i still don't think i'm going to be able to get away from denver minus two and a half at home against philly um i, I denver's if you look at those games lines haven't mattered it, it seems like if if those teams lose they just lose if they win they just win there are 18 total games between the two teams philadelphia and denver 17 and 1 against the spread in those games for the straight up winner. The only one was that Thursday night Tampa Philly game when Philly actually went for two late on the score to cut it to six instead of uh, pushing on the seven. But 
I, I you know that game wasn't even really close on yardage Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw the ball against that good the run defense of Denver and he's thrown for 115 103 and 162 in three of his last four games I I don't see that being a great combination again worry because Denver's off such a huge win but they win this it's three straight six and four and they are on a bye next week so doesn't every team in the west have five wins yep winning record that's uh five plus so i mean they're all playing important games right now nobody out of it yet they are yeah and then and again these these guys are going to look and know that either the either the chiefs or the raiders are dropping down and going below them if they win and then you got the chargers and denver pretty much in similar spots at home nfc opponents two and a half point favorite weird kind of weeks uh, again i don't i can't remember who the chargers play next week but again denver's looking at an off week uh the following week there chandler there are two divisions in football where every team each uh, of the four teams have a winning record can you name them um i know you weren't paying attention so we just mentioned one but nfc no no <laughs> don't even go to that side uh, now you only have four options left. Let's go. I, I I don't know all the divisions, but the division with Buffalo in it. That is incorrect. Shirley's Dolphins and the Jets do not have a winning record. Ah. Well, <laughs> you I know it, well, you? I know it's not the South of the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> all right. The answers are the AFC West. Every team in the West, the Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, have five wins. And the AFC North, the Ravens are six and two. The Steelers, Browns, Bengals all have five wins. Jeez. So there you go. I'd say NFC South is probably the third closest to that. The Panthers are one game under five hundred. Yep. The Falcons are five hundred. Bucks oh. and Saints above five hundred. Yep. So yep, you're close. Right on that. Carolina dragging it down. Yep. Yeah. Obviously. But PJ Walker in there. And it's they PJ Walker time. They signed Matt Barkley. I like that. Now, that, that <laughs> what do you like about it? Uh, look what are you at, friends with him? No, no. Look at, I mean, look at some of his backup roles and some of the games he stepped in at Buffalo no. in the last couple of years he played. I oh yeah, not. Oh, those are solid games. I like that. that. Might that, you're the only person I've heard say I like that since he was you like college, that since he was at college. I I could see I, that might be a better. I, it'll be tough to throw him in there this short and with. Uh, walker knowing the temple rule offense but barkley could step in there as a long-term long-term replacement for donald this year he still has to pass the physical so it's not official yet but uh, it should be are you trying to like taint his physical yep so he can't get in (laughs) what (laughs) you know taint has more than one usage yes i know but i like to stay away from combining (laughs) physical and taint so but i don't that's just me all right yeah, a lot of immature people here, but luckily I'm your host and keeping it moving forward. Wager enjoyed it. Good I luck did too. this weekend. Screw this weekend. Good luck tonight. I got a lot riding on this action all of a sudden. We're winning. Let's win one for Chuck. Win one for Chuck. Win this one one's for, for you, Chucky. All right. For you. Let's take We're a your uh, money. take a timeout. We'll come back. Bryce Williams is in the house. We got a lot of talk uh about with Bryce, including him cussing on the fifth quarter. Up. Shooting a deer. Upper management has already summoned him to the office. Yeah, this could be interesting. We could see fines, suspensions. We'll see what happens this next hour. We're back with you after this.
This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, 1250 at 92.7 FM Greenville, WDLX Washington, 930 at 104.1 FM Washington. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wrap, graphic designs, and more is Signs and Tint. Be sure to stop by their office at 801 Staten Road in Greenville, or you can book an appointment online at signsintent.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. Oh, boy. What an hour this will be. Two years tonight. I think Troy got into the uh, old Halloween candy. He's jacked up here on a Wednesday. Actually, I did no, have some jacked up on Sweet that. Everybody talking at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did have some candy. Is it old Halloween candy brought in? Or like stuff he didn't want. It's on his. Why desk. Are you asking me? I oh, I was just curious. It. I don't know. Like, is I mean, it on his desk? Yeah, I've been eating it. I just didn't know. Like, I didn't stuff. get the memo. No, well, yeah, I should. Maybe I should have told everybody. But uh, I've been, I've been snacking on that. I can tell. Yeah, you are ready to roll here on a uh, Wednesday. Yeah. That's a good thing. I'd rather you be in this uh, upbeat mood than a down mood. So That's true. I shouldn't say anything about We're, it. All we do is win around here, Clip. That's true. We've been painting a lot. Of, I heard you earlier. Damn, Jeff Charles' arms can be sore from painting a purple so much got a w last night we're gonna need another bucket of paint two football wins in a row oh yeah bryce williams joins us on this wednesday bryce how you doing buddy? i'm doing pretty good good to see you thank y'all for having me you still looking through your pictures there yeah i I was trying to find something to show y'all but you know what don't worry about it you found uh, plenty to show me well i found other none of it was what i was trying to show you but i found all these other things are like look at this look it was funny stuff but it was not it was great stuff what are you talking about it's some great stuff for brian bailey and some other characters All right, uh, we are ready to roll. We got a lot to do here in this hour. We got to save time because Bryce Williams uh, shared a picture that I did put out on social media for our listeners. He's got a good hunting story for us when we go Pirate Radio Outdoors. All right. Uh, we'll talk football with him. Huge day for the tight ends yeah, last week, what? Bryce. That was good to see. Oh, yeah. But I guess, Troy, we should probably start with... We need to talk about the elephant in the room. The old E and the R, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Because last Saturday night... <laughs> decisions... I mean, choices have consequences. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is this is is this part of the cancel culture? Are we canceling? Well, I, right? go ahead and set it you up. For, folks, ba- for folks that are familiar, right. clip. Go ahead and set it up for someone just tuned in, not knowing what we're talking about. Maybe needs to hear this. Well, uh, let's start with the beginning of the fifth quarter. We got a call as we normally do from Cameron in Greenville. He's a young pirate fan, loyal listener, loyal fifth quarter caller. He calls in, says he's about half hammered at a wedding. And Bryce Williams is at that wedding. I'm like, yeah. wow, that's awesome. Go get Bryce. And he said, I am in the bathroom so I can call y'all He's away in stall. from people. Yeah, yeah, trying to be quiet. And uh, But I will tell Bryce to call in. I'm like, awesome. I didn't really think Bryce was going to call in. But sure enough, Shirley, uh, actually, Wes got the Wes phone. Answered. Is that why you called? Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, he went and got you? Yeah, he told me at the, at the table. Okay. I said, sure. Why not? And I said, what's up to Wes? But he must be just in the zone. And Hey, yeah, don't distract Wes him. Wes doesn't make decisions. <laughs> he did a he great job. Whatever. He did a great yeah. job. Uh, Bryce is on the phone. So we got Bryce on. <laughs> and Bryce uh, got into his call. He was fired up. Uh, Shirley, do we have that? All right, let's hear it. <laughs> on the ride there, 
And then uh, Anna, obviously my fiance, she was like, would you put that daggum phone up? We got, you know, the families walking down the aisle. I said, man, I got to watch me sheep up. Kids are on fire. I got to watch this thing. I watch it during the reception. So to see this stuff, what is it, 45-3, I think? I yeah. got to a minute left in the fourth quarter. I said, we got this. So, Bryce, you can't say that word even when you're on the phone. Dagum. Dagum. There you go. That's better. <laughs> All right. We got to cut him. We got to cut Bryce. Get him <laughs> off. <laughs> Get him off. Son of a gun. Can't cooperate. We got to cut him off. Dagum it. All right. So I can't show favoritism. Can't, we can't have everybody true. calling in saying bad words, Bryce. Uh, no, I, I had know to cut That's you. good. I appreciate the accountability <laughs> factor of that. But what was bad was. I think I said like another two sentences before I realized y'all cut me off. I'm like, <laughs> clip. And I was about to call back. I was like, dang, did the, did the call fail or something? <laughs> so it threw me off. So I was like, well, Anna, uh, they cut me. You know? <laughs> and she said, of course, she was already kind of like, yeah, you like, already kind of had it with me that, that, you know, that night. So she's like, really? Just add, so I just add to it. So. Well, all right. So that was that night. Uh, we we are sitting at Wednesday now, and Troy, as the Uh-oh. owner-operator of Pirate Radio, <laughs> we can't have no, stuff I mean, like this happening, obviously. Look, we have rules for a reason, uh, and uh, the FCC has rules for a reason, Uh-oh. and, uh, you know, we try and be good role models here. You're part of the Pirate Radio team, mm. Bryce. You're not just some drunk fan calling in. Like it, The bar actually should be higher for you. The standard should be higher. So, Which is to say, we're not mad. We're no, disappointed. I am, I am not mad at <laughs> you. I, think I'd I am, dis- mad I am disappointed. disappointed. I'm not mad at all. Majorly I am, disappointed. I am let down in your performance. <laughs> and now I know how a coach feels like when you drop yeah. a wide open touchdown pass or I something. I, I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed yeah. that you, you didn't make the play. But uh, it's basically in, in Vince McMahon style. I think we have to do this clip. Bryce Williams, you're fired from calling the fifth quarter. We still need you here every Wednesday for PRL, big guys. So, but it's not not good. You're on a uh, you're on a two game suspension for uh, the fifth quarter. All right, uh, you cannot yeah. call in the next two games. Yeah, but then after that, if you you know kind of get your composure, we'd love okay. to have you for. Uh, you know, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah we're Cincinnati putting you on game. the IR is what okay. we're doing. Yeah, I'm saying. We're, so yeah, okay. we're just a two game suspension. I think. If, I understand. Uh, hey, I messed up. I've learned from it, and you know what? I won't happen again. Well, that's all we can ask for. Yeah. He, he took accountability. He apologized. Yep. And this is a good life lesson for the kids. Mistakes sometimes happen. Sometimes right. you make bad choices, but you need to learn from that and make sure you don't repeat those bad choices. Bryce is not blaming us. Uh, in fact, the opposite. He is saying yeah. it was his mistake. Now, did not hear you say on the call that you were like surprised you couldn't say that. Like you thought that word. Yeah, I was like, we could say D, the D word. I'm, yeah. I'm scared to kind of even say anything. The A word, I the, guess you can say a, a little bit. The the H, can you say the H word? Yeah, you can double hockey. So you stick can it. say double hockey. So that's I was ready to ask you, what's the H word? <laughs> that totally threw me off. I don't even think of that as a bad word. You're right. I know. So oh heck. So I was like, you know, I feel, I feel like that was in its, the general realm i don't know what yeah. makes that word such that's a, a great question i don't made these rules that is a great question yeah george carlin yeah the <laughs> eight <laughs> words you can't say or whatever yeah so i need i a, don't know so you know that threw me off i figure if i would have said like the uh granddaddy of them all the f word the f word yeah. um you know gd what's the granddaddy of them all to you um all in the christmas story was the f word right oh okay so Jeez. you know i figured that was your kind of your generic yeah 
thing I could say on the radio. So kind of real, because I, I, I texted Clip, I said, he didn't even realize he had done anything wrong. No, yeah. no, he didn't. This so are you speeding if you don't know what the speed limit is type of deal? Exactly. Oh, I was going 45. I didn't know it was 35. Will they still write you a ticket? Yes, they will. They will. Not so, knowing is not an excuse. Maybe we need signs of You know what? Um, but I didn't have a list of words right. I can't say since I've yeah. been here for two years. Yeah. So hey, take it up with the Do judge. we take us up with the management with <laughs> but, the, but have you ever noticed we have not been saying that word on the air in all the time that we've been together? I just figured it just never landed. <laughs> it never you know? came it up. just never <laughs> it just never fit the script. You know? except, <laughs> so, hey, yeah. except three weeks ago when Clip dropped it on the fifth yeah, quarter. I didn't yeah. set a great example for <laughs> Bryce yeah. when I said it a couple weeks ago. So you know what, hey, but now I no, I need. I would if I could. Maybe elevate me in charge of this. What the words I can and can't say. Oh, you need a li- okay. So I never got that. So I never got the playbook. All right. <laughs> right? So let's, let's start with running words. on the fly. Right, let's start there. with the words you can't say on this program. Dagum. Oh no. Uh, I'm, darn. No, no, these are not uh, rules. Uh oh. I'm trying to think all of I won't be able to can't talk. Can't say crap. I won't be able to talk. Oh, yeah. I want to use a list of Bryce words he can't say just to see if he could even do the show. Yeah. Just like you can't yeah. say peach bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I proved I could go without no, you, it. You for did. A I was while. telling somebody the other day that, he, yeah. that Troy has done a great job of not mentioning those two words. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, if we had won those games, that like the, the games that were really close, like we were play away, mm-hmm. we would be. Mm. Oh, Gosh, it'd be great. No, I'm just uh, saying uh, we're we we're, we're five. Could you imagine? What, what's our right, right, right now? What are we five and four? Yeah. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. We would be. Here he goes, folks. Eight, eight. Yeah, the, the eight. human calculator. <laughs> we would be and eight and one right now. <laughs> we might be. Right, well, we would be eight and one, which would be like what? Where A Peach Bowl like year? Because guess what happened in the Peach Bowl year? The Pirates lost their first game, and they never lost again. Really? That's what could have happened this year. But if we I like had to, one. I like to you know think about the what ifs and daydream and yeah. I do enjoy that. That's yeah. another could you imagine? Matt wants to ban da buck da buck da buck from Billy Weaver. Uh we'll see if uh we yeah. can ban that from the Please, uh, list of words. Oh, from Weaver. Yeah, yeah we're not gonna ban the buck. They're great sponsors, but yeah. we could tell Weaver to s- settle down. <laughs> settle down. I think it, uh Chandler does a great job with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you handle it well. Da buck. Yeah, there we go. And then yeah, Weaver, Weaver, Weaver gets a little annoying on that. The buck part. Da buck, da buck. Da yeah, buck, I buck. tend to agree with Matt. All right. Uh so is that situation weave. settled? I think so. Yeah. Right. Like I said, um, we're moving on. We are moving on. Yeah. But thank you for your enthusiasm. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll start I, mean, I, I do appreciate I that. Mean, it was uh, look. A lot of former players don't even watch games. So at least uh-huh. you, were, you were at a wedding, still trying to still watch. Watching it, just, you know irritating your fiance Mm -hmm. you were putting pirate football first and to that my friend you were to be commended right i will say bryce i I skip weddings usually when they happen during football season (laughs) bryce much like my grandmother uh asked me what channel the game's on every week Mm -hmm. so he's into it he he needs to know how to watch his pirates yeah Mm -hmm. and the call was great no i'm glad i'm glad it was until the slip up yeah what were you gonna? What were I you saying after we hung up fat. on you? Oh gosh! Yeah, I we'll let remember. you finish the call right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what was so important that we missed? Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember. <laughs> what are the two sentences that you were talking to yourself about? Yeah. I know. I think I was talking real fast since I was fired up. It just kind of <laughs> brrr, and yeah. you know, I need to start maybe slow down. Yeah. And uh, gather my words and thoughts. Yeah. Thoughts and words. Um, how was the wedding? Good. That a great playlist. That's um, always good. It was good. Was it DJ or band? He was a DJ, but okay. I mean, they were playing some good, like beach music stuff, oh, yeah. prime country stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
pretty much right everything up uh, right up my alley mm-hmm. um how was the food in the reception good was good. it uh sit down was it buffet was it it uh, was, was it, uh, uh, like the buffet you went the, down was like snack. chicken uh good mashed potatoes um like a vegetable med i got everything on the road um vegetable medley some rolls i do have a wedding coming up clip i haven't been to a wedding in a while uh, you know what i was just thinking about that i uh have not either so hmm. i've got uh billy weaver's wedding coming yeah, up. Oh, yeah. i got the weave invitation too you the going weave. Yes, I have to. Right? <laughs> Maybe we should have this talk yeah, off the I air. Yeah, I got the invitation too. Hey, we, we can talk off the air. We don't. You brought to... it up. Yeah, well, I guess know. what? I didn't get one at all. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wedding over here. You've been to enough this all year. All right, I tell you yeah, what. Yeah. You get the gift, and I'll bring it. I'll say, this is from Chandler and me. That, oh, I was getting ready to say, there's got to be a caveat that somehow Troy gets out of buying a gift. <laughs> Billy, it's the thought that counts, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about you when I was... In, When's the date on that, by the way? Uh, I didn't even look. December 11th. It is after football season. Yeah, so uh, we'll give him credit there. You know, he'd even take the chance and, and try book it during the uh, the conference championship game weekend. Mm. Chandler and I watched uh, some ECU hoops with Billy Weaver last night. I saw you guys down there Coliseum. in the purple seats. Yes. Not... Uh, even second row purple seats, by the way, not even front row purple seats, if I remember correctly. I was uh, <laughs> lied to on that. By yeah. The way. Uh, uh, how was your conversation with Jalen earlier in my absence? Uh, Jalen did not watch the game in the seats that we that I gave him, but he uh, he watched the game and said it was a, he was lower bowl. Said it was a, it was oh, a great was a lower bowl the, crowd. Uh, yeah, it was. it was yeah. a good lower bowl crowd. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I I was a little I was excited for you to sit on the baseline i thought that's where you were going to be yeah as did i for a fleeting moment it was still Mm. great seats it was great seats could have been better could have been courtside of course it could have been better could have been a little better (laughs) sorry but wasn't meant to be so uh weaver misunderstood or he just lied no i misunderstood weaver Oh, okay and then i was misled a little bit by weaver Mm. there was a misunderstanding and a misleading got you all going on at the same time Leave it to Weaver. <laughs> we'll talk about that uh, later. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll have more with Bryce Williams. We got to go Pirate Radio Outdoors. We got Pirate Hoops and football to talk about. And we'll make you a winner when we return on the Booty Bag. We'll open it up on a Wednesday. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. This is Stephen Igo, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Ron. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. All right, uh, <laughs> Troy, we're in quite a bowl drought with ECU football. We are. Did you know, Clip, 
Hey, that many days if you want to I, play that. I was thinking it was like, I, time flies. Like, I, 2014, you know, it's, it sounds like, oh, yeah, it's been a while. But when you say we haven't been to a bowl game in seven years, mm-hmm. seven years, one went away from being able to wipe that record off the charts, right? You asked Mike that's Houston strange. about that this week. Well, I would think that's something. Look, mm. I would embrace it. It's a team goal. That's what the players are constantly talking. You know, coaches are talking about it somewhere. That's what they want to do. I mean, before you can win a championship, you got to get bowl eligible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big deal. That's the first step, getting bowl eligible. I'm not saying, okay, let's go hang a banner because we went to a, you know, a bowl game. But, geez, after a seven-year drought, that's something to be proud of around here. It is. I would think you'd want to embrace it and talk about it, right? We had somebody on the show on Monday who was telling everybody to relax and not talk about it until we get that sixth win. I can't remember who that was. but yeah, I don't know. Some one of, We have a lot of guests on the I show. Know. There's, this show's a... You got people walking Loaded in and out all guests. the time. Yeah, so it's hard to keep track. With don't remember who that talents. was. But, uh, Troy D., you asked the question to Mike Houston on Tuesday. And I got the whole question right. and his whole answer. Shirley, can you hit cut three? Coach, you guys said the team goals uh, before the season. You're on the verge of accomplishing one of those with one more win. How much do you guys talk about that this week as far as motivating the team to try and get to that accomplishment to be able to extend the season for post-game? How, you know, a lot of people are talking about that as fans and the media. What about with you and the team? How much is that being addressed right now? Zero. None. We're playing Memphis. That's it. There you go. Now, after further review, zero. I wish I had rephrased my question because I, I phrased it in reference to this week. If they're using that as motivation for this week, I really, what I really wanted to get at is the big picture. What this would mean to the program mm-hmm. in general. If this team becomes bowl eligible, what does that mean to your program? Probably, I stop right there. but I would have got the same but, answer. But you're I'm still not, doing ifs and mid, like I know. It's probably but, a better question after. The I know, six and wins. I'm gonna I'm, listen. Knock on wood, we get to six wins. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rephrase it and ask it again. Now that we're at six wins, what does it mean to your program? Yeah. Then maybe I'll get a better answer. Then there. you'll get your answer. I know. Yeah. Coaches hate talking about the what ifs. The what if, exactly. Yeah. I know, and I do that to Cliff Godwin all the time. But I can't help myself. I love the what if questions. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that's a legit question. Because it is a big deal because it hasn't happened in so long here that it would be, and we're on the verge of it happening. It wasn't like this is the first press conference of the year. We're now, we're at the week where this could happen this mm-hmm. week. It could happen Saturday. That's why I wanted to focus it on the Memphis team. Shirley, uh, remind me tomorrow to make a cut of Troy arguing with Troy, <laughs> saying, calm down, don't talk about it, and then him saying, this is a big deal. Remind me to do that tomorrow. It'll be a funny, sure. funny segment on the show. <laughs> Troy versus Troy. I think I've seen ESPN do that with Stephen A. Smith before. Yeah. He argues with himself. We'll have your head on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I see, I look, I get it. I see the point, like, let's not make a big deal about it if you're a coach, because if we don't win against Memphis, we don't want to feel like... Exactly. It I, just I understand adds pressure. perspective. Yeah. I do. I get it. But I also understand the perspective of everybody within this fan base and everybody that's a Pirate supporter want so hungry for success and wanting to at least get bowl eligible this year and really what it means for the program is 21 extra practices Bryce as you know Mm -hmm. which is probably the biggest deal of it all it does it creates extra revenue and attention for the program I mean there's a lot of 
residual positives that go with mm-hmm. being bowl eligible, getting to a bowl, and there's enough bowls. We're just getting the six wins. East Carolina's going to go to a bowl this year. It certainly yeah. helps. But they got to win one of the next three. Helps you in recruiting instead of saying we hadn't been to a bowl game in seven years yeah. to say we just took a trip here. Sure. And uh, I remember Rick Smith talking about it, Bryce. He said that a lot of the teams he was on that went to a bowl game, that practice was really more for the younger guys like the veterans were even you know away from the team uh for part do you remember that like postseason um, gearing up for i never was well i mean we all obviously attended practice um but yeah i remember kind of you know obviously the stars and stuff we would you know start practice and kind of do our little thing and that's kind of wind towards the end of practice they would give the young guys reps remember you know baggett at the time you know he would be you know get in there and just you know, get his you know get his feet wet and things like that. So it is you know you know a good time for uh, the young guys to uh, you know get acclimated to you know the plays and just the general feel of college football. And someone had to ask it. You know, I mean, I don't think we could have gone through this whole press conference with someone not addressing, "Hey, you're almost bowl eligible." No, they might have phrased the question differently, but it had to be asked. I, yeah, and- I don't think we're doing our jobs if we don't ask it. I guess uh, the the people that are talking about it are the players, which we asked them about it they're, on Monday. They're definitely talking about it. They're de- oh, because they're thinking about it. No, they no. have been here four or five years at this point. They're talking about Bruce Bivens and guys like that who have been yeah. here for so long that that's all he's thinking about right now is going Absolutely. to a bowl game, getting the yeah. six. And it's, look, that's a mo- look. You guys need motivation yeah. sometimes as a player. This is a huge motivating factor. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we could do something with this program that none of these guys that have been a part of this program have ever done All right. currently. You know, well, you've been to plenty. These guys that are playing now, there's not a single player on the team right now that's ever been to a, right. a bowl game. Mm-hmm. That's a big – I mean, I'm just saying that's a big deal. And I know I was saying Monday, let's calm down, let's take it easy. <laughs> and I still believe that as far as – because what if we lose our next three games? Are you arguing with yourself? Who are you I'm just to asking. Right I'm just asking. What's the qu- question? What if we lose our next that three games? Then we, then we go five and seven. Right. And probably not to a bowl game. Yeah. I don't right. think five hey, win teams deserve what if we go to a bowl game five wins? at five wins? I just, to me, I just don't feel, I don't think five win teams should be going to a bowl game. I mean, the six win teams deserve to go to a bowl game? Who's to say? Like, <sighs> you need to at least get six You didn't have wins. a winning record. But yeah, at least if you get to six and six, you are you don't have a losing record either. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Right. Very yeah. true. So, yeah. Uh, look, uh, I, we're, we're going to talk about it, yeah. as we should. Where's Chandler? I was going to ask him to do a faux question. If uh, OT, Mark Lindsay? Yeah, if he had asked the question, I thought it would have been funny. Chandler has been summoned <laughs> to... Uh, what is he doing? We're live on the air, Chandler. <laughs> where, what do you do? Like, can you handle that later? He's, he's, he's a trash man. Yeah. I, well, I saw him walk out. Hey, like, like, after the show, ago. you can handle that. Or before the show. We're producing a very to get popular ahead. program right here. You don't just walk out. I have out. a part-time job with just, Waste Industries. Does <laughs> a pilot from American Airlines just leave the cockpit? <laughs> You're flying the plane, It's on man. autopilot! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Shirley, who's not paying right. attention to that. You did want to uh, no, phone question. I can, I, we can multi task over I'm here kidding. i don't know about what you can do but no, we can multitask I, can't, I, know. I can barely do one thing at a time <laughs> but I, I heard you say you wanted a phone like question we said someone had to ask it i asked it if i didn't ask it i figured Lindsay was going to ask the question about going to a bowl coach a little bit well uh, coach a little bit uh, in terms of a bowl uh, appearance uh, for sure <laughs> Uh, you know, you need six wins to get there, and you have five wins, and plus one, that is six. So this week against Memphis, Coach, you in terms of getting there, you need one 
for sure, if any wins at all there, for sure. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. victory this week a little bit, if anything. Oh, zero. Zilch. Not that good. Zero. Yeah. None. That is about how it would have gone. Mm. That's, what are that's, you trying to, like... Protect yourself here, or what? No, are we, just saying, trying to make like, yourself look better. Like, was LLB's a catch release? We were back at it again. I, I know. Like we, <laughs> I we, we, we moved on. We we're yeah. All right. I thought that was funny. Good no, time. it was good. It, it was, was good. Was, I got a, I got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> no, well, I heard you say a long witty question yesterday. I was like, well, I probably sh- could have shortened it up a little. It bit. It was a segment called "Long yeah. Question, Short, Short Answer." Yeah. No, it was funny. There was another one of those. Uh oh. Um, Did you get to them all? But I didn't include uh, Mark's question about going to the Liberty Bowl. Oh, well, the Liberty Bowl, obviously, Coach, in terms of 1995, for sure. <laughs> if any, if you've been to at all, if maybe you don't know this, in, in terms of history of ECU pro- program football, 95 we went, and then we went back-to-back, for sure, if any, in 2008 and 2009, for sure. Cut to, Charlotte. Here's the answer to that. Well, it's my first trip to play Memphis at Memphis, uh, but uh, – you know, it's, I'm excited for the next game. That's, that's, that's it. All right. Asked an answer. Uh, I hope he doesn't listen to this like show. like a Belichick answers. He does yeah. very kind of Belichick this yeah. yeah. Sometimes. He, yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. If he doesn't want to talk about it. It yeah. depends on the week. Like yeah, uh, yeah. when he was asked about a health update from on Jaquan McMillan and Josiah Hatfield. Cut 10, uh, Shirley. And we'll see. I mean, I, I, I feel you know, pretty optimistic that uh, you know, we'll have some of our guys back this week. So we'll just see how the week kind of plays out. Pretty generic on that one. Yeah. So you never know what's going on, too. Stuff. I mean, we were talking about this earlier today. You know, who know when he walks in there, you don't know what he's been dealing with all morning. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's getting pulled a hundred different directions, and who knows what somebody did something stupid or whatever, or he got a call he didn't like, or uh-huh. lost a recruit, or whatever. I mean, you never know what's happened right before it that could have put him like, well, mm-hmm. where he's not in the happiest mood. Or maybe he, I don't think he was or, in a bad mood. No, I don't think he was in a bad mood at all. I think he just knows where he stands with this program with five wins and one more win gets them to a bowl game, and I knew. I think he knew that there was going to be questions asked today, and I think he already yeah. had it in his head how he was going to answer. Yeah, them. and they may not be talking about it with the players a lot, but as you said, the players are talking about it. Mm-hmm. The coaches are obviously talking. About it. It's kind of like I don't read or listen to anything in the media when they, you know, court. Come on, but he's you not know. giving the speech like you said. Of all right, this is win number six. This will right. get us to a bowl. Let's go win this one. Right. Because if they lose, I mean, just the pressure amounts. Right. amounts and it yeah. may get the guys on a high, and then. Which is why I'd like huh. to see him go ahead and try and, you know, hey, take care of business at Memphis, which is going to be a tough challenge, and they're a big underdog, because it does take the pressure off at that point. Then all of a sudden, you're just kind of playing, I think, with house money and just have mm-hmm. fun the rest of the season and enjoy yourself. You know, and then you play even looser, maybe even play even better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Coach Ruff always said, they don't want to see us loose. Seriously. <laughs> they don't want to see us loose? They want to see us loose when you're free. You're just yeah. flowing. They don't want to see us loose. Don't want to see us loose. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, make somebody a winner right now and open up the Pirate Radio booty bag on a Wednesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All righty. 317-1250. Shirley Rhodes, what are we giving away today? A shrimp taco lunch uh, courtesy of Chico's. Man, that sounds good right about now. What caller are we looking for? Caller 12. Caller 12. All right. 
Chandler, you can get back to your trash duties Thank during you. this timeout. <laughs> and we will be back with you on Pirate Started Radio Started at the Live. bottom, now he's here. We're back after this. I'll coach Roy Tesh, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Doris Dillon of Winterville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice-cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Taught a lot of pirate hoops and football on today's program. We'll be with you Saturday at noon. On the Bud Light pregame tailgate, that is a lie. We'll be with you at 8 a.m. Saturday because kickoff is at noon. See? Got CD's Grill scheduled ah. back for the studio food. Fired Had up lunch about there that. today, by the way. It was excellent. Mm. Good stuff. Those be breakfast good. biscuits and sandwiches are awesome. It was chicken and pastry day today. Nice. I thought about getting it. And I went went off the board a little bit. Did went, you get it? No, I didn't get it. It looked really What'd good. I thought about it. I got a shrimp burger. I was craving the shrimp burger. And then I was like, well, I'm kind of a little extra hungry today. So I went shrimp burger and hot dog. Wow. That's an interesting yeah, nice. combo. Yeah. A little surf and turf. I like having a hot dog <laughs> as a side. That's how I do you know, it. That, yeah, that's right. It's it. almost kind of like an appetizer. I ate that first. Oh, you got They're not huge. I mean, this is not, I'm not talking about a Coney right. Island foot long here. I mean, it's a, just a normal okay. hot dog. You get so defensive. No, but I'm saying it was like, <laughs> nobody's it saying it's like a lot. Oh. But it wasn't, you know. <laughs> nobody's saying it. was saying a normal it. amount of food, people. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> is criticizing you. You're extra hungry. We, we actually it. said it was a good idea. And you're like, who says? I know. <laughs> Don't throw up on me now. But yeah. a, um, I'm just thinking about it. Pork and seafood is a bit of a unique combo. Yeah, it's a weird surf and turf. And it was the first time yeah. I've had their shrimp burger, and it was excellent. I got to tell you, it's one of the best shrimp burgers I've had. Was it a good amount of shrimp? And I, and I we go to the coast a lot, and I eat a lot of shrimp burgers yeah. down there. I'd say if you if I was blindfolded, I'd say I could be in Carteret County wow. eating that thing. You're uh, you're pretty good, pretty yeah. picky. That's fair to say yeah. when it comes to food. And right? I like the nice steamed bun that it comes with. Do oh. you go like slaw and any yeah. sauce on I, it? I, I, you know what? You know me. I am picky. Yeah, yeah. And I ordered it the way it came. Wow. I did Proud. not wow. change it. It came with coleslaw and ketchup just the way a shrimp burger should That's come. how it should be. Wow. And I said, you know what? Sometimes I like putting my own ketchup on, but I said, you know what? I'm going to let them do it Was it so they amount? do it the right order. So you get the shrimp, uh-huh. the ketchup, and then the slaw on top. So if I say shrimp. ketchup on the side, then it messes up the order. You don't want to put ketchup on oh, top of slaw. slaw. Really? You got to put the slaw on top so of ketchup. That's the Oh, never knew that. So I let them do it. I didn't change a thing. I just said, and it was the right amount of ketchup. Yeah, it was perfect. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. Because you know they got it. You know they're squeezing it out of like the perfect ketchup. Bottles, right. Exactly. You know? And they got the right angle. So oh, sometimes God. you just got to let them do it. Right. Clip. That was a big step for me. You that know, was. I am a lot. I'm a big. I take this on the side guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know what? Y'all do it the way you do it. You kind of build the pros. Yeah. You're a build your own burger guy. Give me everything on the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll build I'm it. Build yeah. It. But I just had a feeling. I think I need to let them handle this. 
And it was the right choice. Good call. Thanks, Good to call. my friends at CD's Grill. All right, Bryce, let's get into Pirate Radio Outdoors. You, uh texted me either today or last night and said i got a good story today today hunting or fishing for pirate uh, radio outdoors hunting. hunting story yeah let's Great get story. into it so last uh anyways well so jay and i went hunting this morning and uh this morning yep this morning and uh i mean it was so i'll get into it so of course um you know jay you know he deer hunts doesn't really kill hasn't killed too many bucks you know small yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know what, Jay's shooting today. You know, it's the rut. I brought my gun. He brought his. But anyways, we get out there. We start walking to, uh, you know, the stand. We were a little late. But uh, I got, man, you know what? I'm just going to probably just jump to the chase here. So, you know, we got to, you know, get in the box stand. And we saw some does, um, you know, meandering around, kind of moseying. But it was doe a deer. Doe a deer. A female deer. A female deer. <laughs> Handful of them, right? Um well, actually, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get this right, you know. So as we're walking to the stand, um, you know, I see, you know, it's just enough sketch light as... Um, what time is this? It? It's probably like 6.25. So just enough Ooh, where it's early. like you shouldn't be walking to your stand. You're trying to be in there. And I saw something shoot out of the woods. What would you about, say? Huh? Shouldn't? Shouldn't. Okay. Will you shouldn't. let him tell the story? Shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I said the S word. I'm no, sorry. I'm, uh, and he shot out of the woods. And I, said, I threw my binos up. And sure enough, I knew it was a buck because he had his head down. I knew he was he was seeking, and uh, but I didn't see any horns. So I was like, all right. Well, then we walk a little bit more. I'm still watching that corner, and sure enough, I see movement, a handful of does. And I said, Daggum, Jay, we like we gotta get in this stand now. And uh, so we get up in there, and um, I'm like, well, shoot, you know, let's you know let's focus on these does. And you know, there's a handful of them. I said, go ahead and pick one out because I didn't know where the deer had went that I saw initially. And so he's, so while he's trying to look for the does and everything, you know, so he's got his rifle and he can't get the bolt in. He said, man, I can't, you know, I don't know what's up with my gun. So in that time, in the meantime, while he's doing that, I'm looking around and to my right, I see another figure. Normally bucks are darker than does. And they, you know, when they come out, you can tell they're a little darker. So I throw the binos up again and the what binoculars. Oh, okay. And, uh, so I throw them up and sure enough, I mean, he's probably pushing 250, 300 yards out and throw him up and then you know and then uh, he you know see him raise his head up and sure enough woof you know i said oh crap jay i didn't you know i said crap <laughs> you know and uh you know that's a shooter buck that's a great buck and he in the meanwhile he's still trying to mess with his gun like he can't load one mm. and i'm like hey, when that happens yeah i'm like son of a gun like come on like what's going on and sure enough i knew that buck was going to be get interested back in those does sure enough he came back trotting away doing his little thing i'm like that gun what's the matter and he in the meantime as that buck's making his way um he said well this is what the problem was he accidentally grabbed the wrong ammo he had a 30 out six rifle but accidentally grabbed 30 30 ammo oh rookie move well, that amateur hour you know Damn. so i was like this guy ever hunted before i know so i was like well daggum i said well you know here here use my rifle and uh Sure enough, so that buck's making his thing, and sure enough, Jay's posted up. And he's like, it's fogging up on me. I'm like, goodness oh, gracious. Man. You know, the scope. What and he fuck. like, he like kind of grabbed my jacket or something to try and like wipe the lens. But I'm sitting there like, ah, oh, you know, getting it figured out. So it's like did. Jerry Jones getting his clean, <laughs> cleaning his uh, yeah. sunglasses on his kid's shirt. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, son of a gun. Like, what's, you know. This, I'm pretty this, sure that was his son-in-law. Oh, yeah, it was. Which would be very similar the situation. same relationship soon. Yeah. With right. Yeah, so. Jerry Jones. Yeah, so that's all happening. And he finally comes out in a clearing. 
and it's still like sort of sketch light. Um, and this deer was, you know, right at 200 yards. Sketch light being dark. Like you could, yeah, you could yeah. see, but you knew what was what was what, but it was just enough. But sure enough, comes the clear and said, well, you own them? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm on them. So I was like, all right. So I kind of, you know, they do that, you know, like to stop the deer. Maybe they, that's what they do. You know, you just kind of stop them. I didn't know that. Because, uh, you know, obviously you don't shoot a running deer. You could do it, but obviously the percentage mm-hmm. is low. But anyways, he stops. The Jay shoots, bam. Nothing. I'm like, oh crap. You know, and the does take off, but that buck's still sitting there. Stares, I'm like, shuck one in there. You know, and sure enough, he takes a breath. I said, well, aim for that high shoulder. Boom. And that son of a gun drops. And I didn't want to get too crazy because it's happened before you shoot them. They drop and they get back up and run. But, uh, man, I tell you what, once we got hands on that thing, it was a, it was like 640, 645. And we're already got a daggum buck down on the ground. And it was great. I think How big, I, how big was it? Oh, you haven't seen it yet. It was on Instagram. But he was a stud eight-pointer. Um, An eight-pointer clip rock. That's uh-huh. a, it's a nice size uh, dirt. Yeah, and uh, that's a better pick clip. You want to that? But uh, I mean, I think oh, yeah. I was a little more fired up. I was more fired up than Jay was. But it was, it was, a, it was a good hunt. It was, and for it all to happen before seven o'clock. I mean, yeah. my coffee was still hot on a work day. Like, on a work uh, day. I mean, oh, I thought you took the whole day off. What a way to start no, no, the no. morn. Where, oh, where it was, was this? That was um, Green County. Oh, Green County. Green yeah. County book. But uh, and that's Jay's first like. I mean, I think that I does the nine point I shot last year. I mean, that's a really nice deer. So, I think Jay's pretty. You know, he's gonna get it mounted. Have more fun with hanging out with Jay or hanging out with Jay's daughter. Hmm. <laughs> Different types Jay. of fun. I miss. <laughs> he just said Jay. This is honest. Yikes. Uh, just kidding, babe. You're you're a great time. What is the maximum <laughs> distance, Bryce? Uh, you can shoot one of those things. That's 200, um, 250 yards. Sounds it, like a long it, ways. It. Oh, it's that's a poke. Um. So one time, the farthest I ever shot a deer, and I ranged it, was uh, 300 yards. This was Man. two, two, three, five, many years ago. But that story is actually pretty funny because I'm sitting there by the tractor in this open field, and I'm relieving myself, you know, taking number one, you know, and I'm like, not a S, not a S, one. <laughs> number one, a P. Look, it just <laughs> came up in conversation. Yeah, we, yeah. we know what number one is. Thanks and, uh, for explaining. I'm them. sitting there on the tractor. I said, well, "Daggum, that's a deer." I said, get my rifle down. Wait, what were you doing in the tractor before it? No, like, I was just peeing behind the tractor. No, no, but uh, were you out there, like, to hunt? Or? I was out there to hunt, but we okay. were just, you know, there was, it was surrounded by fields. Well, that's kind of just like a little okay. shack or a little house. Gotcha. You know, where we meet up at. Because this out. one kind of jumped up on you instead of you stalking. Exactly. Me. I was just sitting there taking a leak, and sure We got enough, that part, Bryce. Uh, well, and, uh, number one. Clip. And I said, I was shooting, I grabbed my rifle, <laughs> sure enough, poof. Smoked it and went like 20 yards. Did you have it. to stop what you were doing to then, you know? I was still peeing. Did, no <laughs> no just way. No, just no way. Now, that would be a story right just there. Just kidding. Mid pee. Because it's hard to stop once you start. Uh, exactly. You know uh, it about? is. I know um, what I'm talking about. Um, I, maybe once, girls too. I still have full stream. I can't it's imagine tough. it's easy for them to stop either. Well, you that'd be a hard shot. You ain't moving quick the way they be, you know. Yeah. So I'm, were I'm you uh, standing? Were you zipped up and everything? I think so. I said, hold up. You know, like, and uh, grabbed a rifle, posted up on the tractor. Sure enough, oh, smoked it. So now that would be the photo for Instagram. Yeah. Him with his gun, with his zipper down. down. We had to blur out the bottom image. Yeah. yeah. But uh, 300 yards as far as I've shot. That's any, a distance. Yeah. Any farther than that, I'm like, I mean, if it. 
Mm. I would probably do it depending on the circumstances. If it's like the last day of the season, I'm like, I'm going to test this rifle out. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, that's... But now, shoot, out west, they shoot elk. Well, whatever, out west, I mean, it's 600 yards. Damn. I mean, they, they do it, but it's a lot. There's a lot of schematics that the word with the wind and all of it's that's got to be like military grade for real and stuff, oh right? yeah they they're doing ticks and getting adjusted i got a spider on my microphone you do i need to call uh no nah, just a little squeezer bigger. kill it you just killed it no 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 kill it don't flick it wait kill it charlie you just, you just you shot me, a deer you squeeze just it. Press it no squeeze it pinch it let's go to break so it dies what is happening God, you right can't even now. kill a spider and you just he's deer he's Tiny. I get big hands. Here, I'm going to shoot it. Shoot it. Hold your hand <laughs> up, Bryce. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. Good. Congrats, Bryce. Yeah, I was. I tell you. Is that him or his father? He was the uh, spotter, yeah, and it was spot. his gun. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, it was in there. So. Well, you must have really wanted him to get one because you could have easily took it. I did. Side. I was like, man, you know what? He hadn't shot one yet. Well, you must have owed him a favor. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm actually going to hold that said, Well, my gun worked. I should have shot it, but it was a good time. I, I'm super excited. I still replay replaying it in my mind i think he's done forgot about it but i am do you go hunting often on a work day it just depends i mean just if the fishing's right or jay's I feel gotta, like that's like a saturday sunday event yeah but sometimes you got to go when the moment's right mm-hmm. yeah all right you're speaking as a hunter or well you know as an outdoorsman clip as I, an outdoor i'm man. outdoors a lot yeah so I consider myself. I and shoot, I, we, were, we were out of the woods by, well, I did a few other things out in the woods to like try what? and scout. Uh, I put out a mock scrape just to sort of get an did idea. Did you lay some corn out the day before to kind of... We did them? not. This was the first time we've hunted this field. See, but it's, tricks, Club. It's a good, uh, we didn't put any corn out, but it's a good setup. It's got, you know, thick woods leading to like a bean field, but it's like they've let the grass, natural grasses oh, yeah. come up. Very there's nice. a little watering hole there. Shirley, can you go to break and make them think they're still in there? They got... <laughs> Sure. Okay. Let's do they that. got just Keep like going. on Saturday night. Cut me off, and I'm still talking. <laughs> All right, we're back after. This. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Take a look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 240 points at 36,079. The NASDAQ was also down 263 points at 15,622 and the S&P fell 38 at 4,646. That's a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And uh, three college football games coming up tonight in your Buck scoreboard. Toledo is at Bowling Green at 7 o'clock. Northern Illinois hosts Ball State at 7. And Kent State is at Central Michigan at 8 o'clock. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. Open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And you can follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, getting ready to wrap up a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. But before we do, uh, let's get some predictions from these gentlemen because this will be the last time we see them this week. Uh, starting with, let's get Bryce Williams' weekly mm-hmm. prediction, Bryce. Well, uh, Pirates, we know that part. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm, you know, we've been averaging, what, 30-some points a game, I'd say. I'm going 35 
28. Defense playing pretty good. Okay. Right? Yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable. 35-28 Pirates. Troy D., how you feeling? Uh, I'm, unlike Bryce, I don't pick ECU just to pick ECU. <laughs> I will go against the Pirates when I feel it's not going to happen. And I've gone by feelings this year, Clip, and just how I feel. I've mm. uh, been sleeping on this all week. And I got to tell you, I just feel it now. I feel the Pirates will be bowl eligible after this weekend. Pirates win in Memphis. They pull it out. Don't have a score for you, but they pull out a victory. That would be a fun afternoon Saturday, curse-free on the U.S. Yes. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Going to ECU over Memphis. What's the channel? Upset. What channel we got on that game? ESPN Plus. It's a pluser. I tell you what, I'm glad I got that membership. She comes in handy, time, right? Time is what? You almost slipped one by the goalie right there. Yeah. Careful, you're on probation. Oh, I know. Believe me, I'm a... Uh, it's a nooner, oh. Bryce. A nooner, okay. A nooner, buddy. There you go. So you gonna watch it? Oh yeah. What are you doing That's this weekend? That's the plan. Um, the deer stand coming to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be in. I plan on being in the woods in some form or fashion. Uh, headed to Winston. Actually, this would be great because Anna will be driving. We're going to Winston uh, about Saturday late morning. So can you put the phone away? <sighs> Can you put uh, that down? I know, honey, but hey. <laughs> yeah, get used to it. Man's got to do what he's got to do. <laughs> Bryce, enjoy it, buddy. Uh, thank good you. Good seeing you, man. See you next week. Have a good weekend. Troy D. We'll see you we'll Monday. See you. Yes, Monday at five. All right, good deal. Chandler, Charlotte, intern present. We'll see you, fine folks, Thursday, three o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the Voice of the Pirate Nation.